Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe, and myself, David. How's you doing, boys? All right. Hi. Just uh, just loving life, man. Yeah. Just lounging, busting this dope album and shit. Oh, I absolutely. Aye, aye. That's exactly what I've been doing. Um, oh, fuck, aye, man. It's not really the soundtrack to lounging, man. But, um, <laughs> aye, well, aye. Aye, aye. Life is all right. That's good. Okay. Aye. Ah, cool. Um, obviously, we've had a wee bit of a break here. You know, this is the first um, Queen thing that we've recorded since, uh, well, since we spoke to Fred, Fred Mandel. So this is the first Queen thing we've come back with. And I won't go into it in any massive detail, but it should be obvious what our plans are. You know, you'll get another podcast at the same time as this one called Not in the Lap of the Pods. And uh, you'll see that on your feed. So have a listen to that and that'll, well, that'll explain a wee bit more of how that works and what that's all about. You have kind of worn us down a wee bit, I would say. Um, our intention wasn't to do Made in Heaven at all. But I think our intention initially was just to do the 14 studio albums and then just say, see you later, guys, we're off. We're off. Because I don't think we really expected any more than like two people to listen to it, <laughs> to be fair. So the fact that quite a reasonable amount of people were interested and liked what we were doing, um, and we got a lovely bit of fan mail from Michael Legg, um, asking us to continue, thought, aye, okay, let's crack on and do some more. So I think um, inevitably it was going to happen. We would go and eventually talk about this album because um, it just makes sense in a lot of ways. But I think it was important for us three, and I don't want to put words into Paul and Joe's mouth here, but I think just given I know the guys exceptionally well, um, that it was important for us to separate this out from those 14 albums in terms of the run that we're doing, because... We want to, we will justify our reasons for saying something like that. Because for some people, this is a, the legitimate 15th Queen Studio album. And that's fine if that's what you think. Fine, crack on. You know, it's, it's, um, for us, it's not. Um, and for a lot of others, you know, it's not. Um, it's something that stands on its own and is something else completely. Um, so we're fully aware that this is, I want to say it's a divisive album. I don't think, you know, no one's you know, taking sides and no one's battling over it or anything that I'm aware of, but it certainly means different things to different people, as all Queen albums do. But for us, yeah, it's just something a wee bit different. So we'll talk about that and talk about the reasons behind why we think that. But as usual, before we get stuck in, um, just want to say big thanks to the Deep Dive Podcast Network out there. All the guys doing their thing and providing fantastic podcasts. And if by this point you don't know who they are, then you know you've probably not been listening to the podcast um, often enough. So go and check out who we're talking about. But yeah, even if you go hashtag deep dive podcast network, you'll get all the, the information there. But just wanted to say from all of us a big, big welcome to Hawk Binge the Hawkwind podcast that's actually joined the, the Deep Dive podcast network. So already had a little bit of a chat with uh, with uh, one of the gents that's that's on the podcast there. And he's was talking about Queen was actually one of his first gigs, you know, it was uh, Wembley Arena in 1984, I believe. So that's pretty cool. Cool, man. Cool. I think it was at the Freddy's tribute as well. So yeah, welcome Hawkwind and uh, go check it out, man. 
As usual, the website's there. Um, I've done a wee bit of cleaning up of the website. I've got rid of the WordPress website, and the new one is pure code, really, by my own hand. Just tidied up a few things there. Um, and we will get more content on it. It's just, you know, the podcast is always the priority, and we'll, we'll get to it as and when we can. But, of course, our shop is on there, and how to donate and support the podcast is on there too. So if you can do any of those things, fantastic. I really appreciate it. And I just want to say a big thank you to Pete and Lynn, who gave very generous donations when we were kind of on hiatus, um, just between the the um, yeah, you know, the Fred Mandel podcast and now. So that's really much appreciated. It helps us pay for, you know, certainly like our Zoom costs and things like that, and anything else that crops up that we need to take care of because, you know, things cost money, you know, um, and we want to keep this free for you all. You know, I don't think there's any intention from us to to start charging for this or put it on Patreon or anything. And that's not um, a slight anyone that does that. That's that's fine if that works for you and that's happening. I wish you all the luck in the world. But you know, it's it's we just want to keep it keep it free for everybody who'd, out there. Who'd want to buy this shit? Well, there's that as well. Yeah. There's that as well. <laughs> true. Aye, true story. Right, I suppose let's get started then. Um, I'll give a, a little bit of a background to this album, but I think before I do that, I think I just want to get right in there and just get your initial thoughts on the album. And then, you know, we'll get the, get the background on the album and then we'll get into the tracks themselves. Joe, I'm going to come to you first. Could you give us, obviously, your initial your initial summary of Made in Heaven? Uh, this is um, obviously um, a difficult one. Um, I'll speak for myself here. Um, I really don't know what to make of this, even after listening to it um, for this podcast. I'm still as confused, if not more confused, <laughs> than I have been since its release, um, like 26 years ago, uh, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I really don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Good start. <laughs> okay, Joe. No, thanks for that. Getting it started. Um, there's going to be lots of discussion around this album. I think um, when we actually get into it. Um, Paul, do you want to do you want to pick up there? Well, there's the, there's two ways of of maybe approaching this. Um, one way would be just to disregard um, it being Queen's 15th studio album and just look at it as a, an odds and sods album, you know, just compiled and touched up and all that type of stuff. Or, or you can look at it as being Queen's 15th studio album. And if indeed it is Queen's 15th studio album, then it's the worst album they ever did for okay. me. It's worse than The Miracle. All right, that's so. interesting. Okay, so if we consider it a Queen Studio album, yes, worse than the miracle. Okay, All but right. but I'll, I'll caveat that by saying I don't consider it to be a, a studio album. Yeah, yeah. But but if, if you you hold a gun in my head and you said this is a a Queen Studio album, I would say, well, Mister Gunman, it's shoot me, Aye. and shoot me now, so that I don't have to listen to it again. So, um, well, I was going to ask you at the end of the podcast if this was uh, better than the miracle or worse, but you've kind of just sorry, you've ruined that for me. You're, 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 you're oh, bastard. Jesus, <laughs> well, well, you bastard. <laughs> press stop. And we'll start again and we'll rewind. You, and you bastard! Yeah. I've been planning this for months. <laughs> 
Do you know what? But that's that's kind of sorry, David. Sorry. Oh, you're all right, Joe. Yeah. Just getting back to you, obviously because my summary of the album is extremely rubbish. Um, at the start there, but I've I've got to agree with Paul, and that's why I was saying that I don't know where how he actually even approached this record because obviously mm-hmm. I'm trying to approach it as what most people consider it to be the the last studio album that Queen ever did, and yeah. if you do that, I actually can't articulate anything about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes any sort of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to you too, but no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very hard. It's, I, it's extremely, yeah, 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 yeah. I find that extremely confusing album. Yeah, and confusing, yeah, conf- yeah. confusing yeah. because I don't know how to yeah. even uh, approach it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. That. That's. Uh, that's. You know. I know we're going to get deeper into the tracks. Um. I wasn't sure how deep you guys were going to go. Um. Initially, with your thoughts on it. So I think it'll become you know, more evident as we as we get through the tracks. But I, I'll just give my initial thoughts on it um, and I, I guess a bit of background to how I heard the album and all the rest of it. I, I bought this album in 1995, but I didn't buy it on the day of its release. Uh, I kind of resisted it for all the reasons that we're probably going to discuss. Um, because when I saw the track listing, I thought, wait a minute, there's five of these tracks that have already existed in other forms. So right away, I was like, hmm, why you know, yeah, why? Mm-hmm. You know, this talk of all this material that Freddie had recorded before, you know, before he passed away, um, and then you look at it and think, oh, clearly there wasn't that much then um, mm-hmm. to pull from. So it was a bit like, oh, as much as I knew, you know, there would be stuff on it that I hadn't heard before, and and, and would there have been vocals from Freddie post-innuendo, I just resisted it, you know, and I just didn't, I wasn't interested. But then inevitably the curiosity got the better of me so I did buy the buy the vinyl of it you know and I, I was you know I've been listening to that as well as on Spotify a few times I think I've listened to this album about four or five times for the podcast um, You're a brave man probably yeah. more than I've listened to it in my entire life you know <laughs> I suppose no, I've listened to it in my entire life <laughs> yeah well no this is the thing I say that in jest because oddly enough when I did listen to it again recently I must have listened to it a lot more back then and I remembered because a lot of the things were just coming back immediately to me so there must have been a period when I was listening to this album you know just trying to trying to get something out of it so um, you know but it's always been a problematic album for me Um, I don't consider it Queen's 15th studio album the same as you guys Um, it's I've been kind of yo-yoing between different feelings for this album um, on a kind of emotional level and on a critical level you know how to criticize it how to actually feel about it mm-hmm. it's been yep. kind of yeah it's, i've been going all over the place a wee bit with it but my feelings for it have kind of always been coming back to fundamentally what i always thought about it so i always find myself going back to that initial feeling that i've, I've, well, yep. that I've always had for it or most of, most of the time i've had for it i think the album does have some good moments um i would say it's got an, one excellent moment so it's not a complete write-off musically. Um, I don't think that. I think there's there's things on this that I do like and I, I would like to hear again and I probably will return to. But when I right. speak about this album, I think, in, and you guys are probably the same, I'll need to make sure I keep my emotions in check because I don't want to be just ranting about things and I want to be constructive. I mean, Joe was talking offline here before we start press record and he was saying some, something similar and I think Paul was the same. It's just we're trying to... We will try our best to be um, 
you know, we don't want it just to turn into a rant because I think a lot of people out there, as Joe Joker I mentioned, might be thinking that's what this is going to be. And uh, you might be surprised. I don't think it will necessarily be that. But I think at times I'll, you know, I'll certainly try and be coherent, but at times I don't think I will. It'll probably just mm-hmm. be very raw, <laughs> raw kind of like words and emotions and stuff like that. I, so, I, so when I speak about this, I might sound a wee bit cynical at times. I'll be honest. I think this album is a cynical album. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be controversial. It's just how I feel about it. I mean, mm-hmm. start start, start from the beginning. Start The name of the album is Made in Heaven. How on the nose is that? You know, I mean, it's like, you know, okay, you've got the track Made in Heaven, which is the song of the Freddy song, which is on this reworked. And that's that stands on its own. That's That means what it means to that song. But the album is called Made in Heaven, and the album title means something completely different. And I'm not going to go into it because you know exactly what it, why it's called Made in Heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of already, before you even put the needle on the vinyl, it's playing to your sentiment, yeah, sentimentality. Yeah. You are you know, being, you're being manipulated. Manipulated, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So this album, I think that was the next point I was going to raise. This album is from start to finish Few moments, I would say no, they're legitimate. There are a few moments on this, I do feel are legitimate moments, but this does feel like a manipulation from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even 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 when you think about, so you've got Made in Heaven, the song, obviously the Freddie song. So the word Heaven, Heaven for everyone. Yeah, let me live. My life has been saved. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all about life and debt, heaven and love yeah. and yeah, too much love will kill you. There's yeah. lots about about mortality and 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 you know heaven and you know there's so there's definitely I don't care how cynical this sounds there's definitely been an an engineering of people's feelings and you know um, um as they yeah. listen to this so there's definitely been a manipulation and I feel resentful towards that um it's a very sentimental album and then you talked about Paul you talked about you know uh, if you consider this a Queen album. If we consider this a Queen album, right, and we, we just take a backseat and say, right, you know what, we're going to concede this is a Queen album. This is the 15th and last Queen studio album. It's the only album of its kind because mm-hmm. even the worst Queen albums aren't sentimental. No, not yeah. at all. No, not there's no, there's no, there's absolutely no light and shade in this album like a Queen, yeah. like a proper yeah. Queen album would have. Yes. There's no, like, uh, yeah, it's all, it's very, very one dimensional. And it's yeah. like you said, it's mm-hmm. all about pulling on your heartstrings and, yeah. It's all about that. It's the, yeah. every single track is pretty much that. Yeah, and and the, the, the tracks. I mean, these are a lot of these tracks are reworks, and any joy that was in the original tracks has been stripped out. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, up, yep. uh, yeah, hundred percent. I've actually by, got that in my notes by by the instrumentation mainly. Yeah, because yeah, it's sa- it's so saccharine and sappy, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it almost sounds yep. like uh, almost sounds like I'm listening to like Disney on Ice. A lot of the time, yeah. you know, yeah. I can see like a princess in, a, in an animated, you know, Disney movie, you know, mm-hmm. singing half of these songs, you know, it's yeah. uh, to, to me, it's just like, like you said, David, it's just like, it's so, it's so crafted to, to, to basically hit you in that particular emotion. Um, there's no joy, there's no joy in this album for me at all. And that, like Paul said, the, the songs, that the, the reworks. I've actually taken any joy out of the original songs, yeah. especially yeah. the Freddie numbers. Um, okay. That's a bad guy, 100%. That's interesting because I think immediately I'll probably not agree with you on those tracks because there's, there's some things that work for me on those tracks, but we'll get to that when we actually talk about the individual tracks. So that's that's cool. That's, that's cool. Right. That'll be, cool, that'll be something right. interesting already. So, um, 
Uh, I mean, I think even the like the overuse of like the callbacks to previous songs. Yeah, you know, aye, it's terrible. magic yeah, and, and the shoehorn, shoehorning of these, you know, seven seven seas arise on and, and you know. So yeah. to me, that doesn't work. It's just irritating. It just reminds me of. You know the end of you know fun it when they do that bloody. Aye, aye, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was it was annoying in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like I, like you said, David, as well. It's like like you know, Queen were never were never this week. You know yeah, what I mean? I know what you mean. And if Freddie, yeah. if Freddie, for talking sakes, I think if they compiled this record and and if Freddie had greenlighted this album and obviously had maybe survived to see it. You know, it's it coming to fruition, as in you yeah. know, he he was beginning to hear the backing tracks. I think even Freddie would have said, "Come on, guys, man, what is this?" Yeah, yeah. Come on, where's the where's the dynamics here? Yeah, where's the yeah. there's zero dynamics in this record. And so, I think and I think that that comes back. You know, you're right, Joe, because that that surely <clears> comes back to the reason that this album has been. And a, a manipulation. There's been a, an opus morandi on this album, and that, oh, is to, that is to that is to pull on pull on your heartstrings as Absolutely. much as we can possibly do. It'll just rinse it out, of you man. Yeah, yeah. And there there are some moments that pull on your heartstrings for legitimate reasons you yeah know, on this absolutely. Album, you absolutely. know so um you know and we'll get to that and it's probably obvious i mean the <laughs> listeners are you know 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 exactly what we're talking about there yeah i mean i'm not i'm not, i'm not questioning as much as i'm saying that the three guys that made this because remember john was involved in this as well it wasn't mm-hmm. just brian and brian and yeah. uh, roger um i do think it's again, coming back to the cynical thing and i'm not questioning their grief or what they were going through for those previous four years with you know for freddie and all that you know i'm not even i'm not going to go there and say that they, that they thought oh brilliant yeah we can cash in no, no, but what I'm, so. yeah no I, I don't think it was that avert but what i do 100 percent believe that they had an eye on the sales of this album you know they, they absolutely did and i think they I, I, just just my final point on it i would say and then i'll i'll shut up and we'll, we'll start talking about the album but this doesn't feel like an album for Queen fans. This feels like an album for the people that just wanted the, you know, the, the stuff that Freddie did after he, you know, the, the, I'm almost the, the kind of bandwagon jumpers. Yep, absolutely. You know, I agree with that. Yep. You know, it doesn't feel to me like a, it's almost like, you know, you're going around your shopping cart. Oh, there's the new, oh, that's that new Queen yeah, album yeah. that they've put Aye, together. Yeah, and they no, put it in the shopping cart. And Tesco. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what this album feels to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it doesn't feel... And that might sound snobbish. It might sound elitist. No, and all I that, agree. I'm saying, but I it's agree. just, you know, that's that's, uh, that's kind of where. I, so we've started. Well, I'm, from my point of view, I've started exceptionally negative. But I will come back to the point that there are legitimate moment moments on this for me personally, and I think just for all of us probably, you know. So, but anyway, so um, you 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 guys asked for it. <laughs> this uh, is what you wanted. This is what you're gonna, gonna get. get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, I stole but, I stole that line for one of your new songs, by the way. Did you? Oh, oh, I, I, I just know that that light, I Superb. And a man mistake <laughs> song. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice one. Nice one. I suppose, right, what, what I'll do is I've got the... What I'm going to do is I'm actually... I don't normally do this. I normally kind of pull together information from a few different sources when talking about albums. Some some pods more than other kind of thing. But um, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Made in Heaven and uh, I'm just going to kind of read some stuff from that just to give us background to the tracks and, uh, you know, they're making of the album and all the rest of it just to give, um, you know, a bit of context for, for what's happening with this. So this is Wikipedia. So Made in Heaven is the 15th and final studio album by British rock band Queen, released on the 6th of November 1995. 
Um, it was the band's first release after the death of lead singer Freddie Mercury in 1991. Following Fre- uh, Freddie's death, guitarist Brian May, drummer Roger Taylor and bassist John Deacon worked with vocal and piano parts that Freddie recorded before his death, adding new instrumentation to the recordings. Both stages of recording before and after Mercury's death were completed at the band's studio in Montreux, Switzerland. The album debuted at number one in the UK and went on to become four times platinum. Um, selling 1.2 million copies and half a million in the states, so that's the that's the rough background to the album. One final moan, guys. Sorry, I just need to put this in here. Just one final moan before we get into the tracks. Moan away, mate. <laughs> the narrative behind the making of this album always bothered me as well. So when you hear Brian talking about this album, he said oh, it was really painstaking pulling this together and mm. the fragments of songs. There are three songs here. Three, three songs yeah, yeah. on this that were post-innuendo songs. Mm-hmm. The rest are all all stuff from outtakes, B-sides, and solo tracks. Yeah. So this, so this, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. To, uh, make totally. it sound harder than what it was, really. Again, try to, put, try to manipulate people before it came out. That's it. So you're, you're hearing that and you're thinking, you know, oh, well, you've got 10, 11 tracks of, you know, um, you know, you're, stuff that Freddie put down. Yeah, exactly, stuff that Freddie put down. Um, no, no, it was always going to be different, you know, even with the tracks, the three tracks that, that you know, were, uh, you know, Freddie put vocals on before he, um, before he died and after Innuendo, um, it was always going to be the case that the band were going to have to assemble, you know, the, you know, uh, around that, so I don't grudge them having to do that, you know, that's obviously going to happen, it's going to need to happen kind of thing, so, but yeah, that bothers me, that's always bothered me, and it's never, do you know what, we didn't have really that much, so we had to just really pull from our archives and just kind of finish this album, you never hear them being honest about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, which kind of, it's a bit annoying, but anyway. <laughs> no, I agree, oh, I agree. So negative, so negative. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming for me, you boys were actually quite, you know, just concise, not that, I just went off in one. <laughs> So, no, but you're, 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 no. spot on. you're spot on. I, even, even I've got a feeling we'll all have a rant at some point. Don't worry. Um, aye, but I, I agree. It's like even the, like you were saying, this record was you know it was put together to pull on your heartstrings, and even the obviously the press before it was to build in exactly the same framework. Yeah. yeah. Um, for you know, almost giving you the feeling of feeling a loss and oh, you know, so hard. But even before the, you heard the records already, yeah, you've got a preconceived yeah. idea of what this record's going to be. And yeah, and and, and the, yeah, the reviews at the time, like the 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 ones I read, like the one in Q magazine and all that, all, all very very positive. But I but then it's not the good stuff. It's like but, but <laughs> not but not talking about the actual music. You know, it's about the the you know the spirit behind it and all that. Oh, so it, it, already there was a narrative. Of, if you slag this album, you're a complete and utter bastard kind I, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with because, that 100%. Because this man died, you know, four yeah. years ago or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, I love <laughs> Freddie. I love Freddie, man, more yeah. than most people even on this planet. But, like, I, I'm not going <laughs> to uh, sugarcoat this. And, no, and by no, the way, no. and there's there's not a single thing I can say bad. There's nothing wrong with Freddie in this record. Like, no, there can't be. No, the no. guy was dead. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing yeah. he could do about yeah, you know, it. Freddie's not responsible for any of this. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. Um, just just as a wee lighter note, 
moment, um, obviously, the, the other podcast that we recorded um, that you'll see in your feed, um, the Black Sabbath uh, Dehumanizer one. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a contrast. <laughs> a big, big contrast. Um, and I think uh, when Rai talked about oh, because Rai, you know, casual Queen fan, he didn't really know we were talking about doing this podcast. Is that the one with the cover with the, the Breakfast Club? Because <laughs> <laughs> the end of Breakfast Club, you see, is it a real Esther? No, it's, is it a real uh, Esther? No, it's a uh, Judge. Judge, uh, oh, Judge, Judge Nelson. Judge, Judge Nelson. Uh, and he's doing the kind of pump fist pump at the end and stuff. So that's cool. So that that every time I see that album cover, now I'm just going to think of the breakfast. breakfast Don't obviously, you forget about me. Uh, obviously, I, playing in the background. Right, I suppose let's let's dive in, lads, and uh, talk about the talk about the album. So we're kicking off with "It's a Beautiful Day." Right, I'll read the little Wikipedia note on this. So. Years before Mercury started recording solo material, he created a sound clip of himself experimenting on the piano at Musicland Studios in Munich in 1980 during the sessions of the game. Later, for uh, the use of this album, the song was extended to 2 minutes and 32 seconds. The more classical section without Mercury's improvisation was put together by John Deacon. All right, so I'm going to hit Joe up uh, first on this one. Uh, what's, your, what's your initial thoughts? So this is opening up the, the album. Right, um, that, that I mean, again, I'm going to struggle to how, how I'm going to actually attack these songs. I don't mean attack as and attack them physically, you know, in a bad way, but just how I'm going to even speak about them. This was obviously a very small piece of music, like you said, with Freddie was just basically, you know, yeah. ad, you know, messing around the piano, and obviously the guys got a hold of it. But I do actually think this is one of the maybe two moments in this where I actually feel some sort of joy in listening to it because it's Freddie doing his thing at a piano and yes it's very short and stuff like that and I suppose it was quite smart of them to put it at the beginning so it's almost like an intro yeah um, um but yeah that's beautifully sang I love mm-hmm. it the melody's amazing um the bass playing is ridiculously good at the start yeah like the bass runs are amazing uh, and I'll yeah, and I'll just say yeah. and I'll just say John Deacon is this as as bad as I, I think this this collection of songs is, John Deacon is the absolute saviour of this recording because he's basically yep. great yep. on this. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. it's really, it really stands out on this yep. record. Yep. Um, but he's bass playing beautiful at start, all the runs. Um, it is so short that it probably would have been impossible to, to really wreck this. Uh, I wreck to, <laughs> to wreck it, you know, to absolutely butcher it in any way, shape or form. So yeah. they were probably blessed by the fact that it was just a very short piece of music. They couldn't really um, elaborate too much and, and, and go down like really bad avenues where like, you know, bad instrumentation like they have, yeah. in my opinion, but yeah. a, a large chunk of this yeah. album. But yeah, that's all I really have to say. Um, and Freddie's voice is just, it pierces your soul. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Paul? Yeah, this is that like Joe said, um I agree with him. This is this is one of the highlights of the, the album. Um just listening to Freddie just singing, you know, just you, you can feel the the carefree nature, the joy, the you know, just the, the man's spirit and all that. Um, and you know, if you, I suppose if you talk about manipulation, that's a good place to put this track because immediately you're 
you're, you're, you're thinking about Freddie, you're, you know, just how mm-hmm. amazing the man was and all that. Um, but it's not, but you don't think it's just, it's, it shows you the power in him, though, the powerful Freddie. This is one of the old yeah, times I hear yeah. Freddie. He sounds strong. He sounds strong. He's strong, it's yeah. Not, it's very not strong. Weak. It's not, I don't yeah. mean in his vocal performance, I mean in his, in his attitude and the way he's singing it, although the song is a soft, it's quite a soft song. It's just his attitude and he, you know, Balls. When when perhaps you know he didn't have as much of the weight of the world on his shoulders or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm harkening back to you know more better days, better, better days, and all that type of stuff. And again, that it's all part of the manipulation. That that's when the, when the guys were putting this together, they probably maybe they weren't thinking about stuff like this. But you as a listener, you put all your crap on 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 top of it, so. Um, yeah, this this is a, a very evocative uh, kind of track for for me, and uh, the, the 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 kind of score thing that John has ah, really out is is really lovely. It's yeah, it really yeah. great, and uh, you know, we, as as we go on, um, and there's layers of guitars and stuff. You know, just yeah, it's yeah. just it gets depressing. Yeah, whereas this has got a light touch. It's it's fresh, it's vibrant, it's you know, and and if you were listening to this to the for the first time, you'd be thinking, yeah, well, yeah, this maybe the, maybe the guys have put something, some you know, I, I recognize some of these tracks from mm-hmm. other albums, but maybe they've you know they've reinvented them in some way, you know, because of the, they've done a good job in this thing, yeah, but you know, alas, maybe not. Um, <laughs> Yeah. We're, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, I, I don't think it was that obvious at the start what we felt about this album, but I think it is. <laughs> no, no. I, really, I know. I've let the cat out of the bag. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, can I just say to anybody, anybody that's listening to this this podcast, like, I really did try my best, and I, I honestly, to come into this album with, with, a, with a clean slate. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't come into this already hating it and think I'm going yeah. to get there. I came into this wanting to wanting to come away from some come away from it was something that I didn't come away from before, and obviously yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. Aye. As I said before, we, we love Queen, so when they do something yeah. crap, we're going, to, hurts. We're, going to be, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be offended and hurt. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I think um, I, I like this. It's, it's okay. I mean, I don't, I'm not quite, it doesn't strike me the way it strikes you guys, I'll be honest. Um, and I, I you know, I, I as Joe said, and you know, we always say in every single podcast when we're talking about Freddie singing, ah, he's, he's, he's outstanding, you know what I mean, as he always is, you know. And like I, like Joe mentioned, through this whole album, you know, he is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But yeah, I can't really add anything else into it, you know. I like the, the sounds of the orchestration, even though they yeah. are synthetic. They're yeah. really, really yeah. authentic sounding. Yeah. Um, totally. So they're really, it's kind of, so... From the previous orchestration they did on previous albums, it was definitely a step up. So I think you know, in terms of you know um, what they used o- this time, only on this song though. <laughs> uh, well, that one because yeah. I'd say this is the only one that's really got orchestration in it, unless there's it something is, else. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's I little it, wee bits involved. In yeah, not, not much though, not much. Yeah. But you know, more more a kind of classical vibe or a yeah, you know, totally. soundtracky vibe or whatever. Absolutely. Um, all right, so that's the that's the intro. I mean, we say it's a song, but it's probably more of, a, of an intro um, into the album. So we move on to track two, which is Made in Heaven. Um, and obviously, originally, this was from Mr. Bad Guy. So this song, along with other Mercury solo track, I Was Born to Love You, was reworked to a Queen sound in, in 
inverted commas there, and Mercury's original vocals were placed over the new music. So this is, uh, you know, I remember, Joe, I'll probably come to you first again, Joe, actually, on this, because I remember you said on the, the Mr. Bad Guy podcast, you know, you could hear a, a rock version of this. So essentially, this is your rock version. How does it hold up then? Right. <laughs> Again, this is hard. Um, there's, I've got lots of problems with this song, but it's probably not for the reasons that you might think. Um, I think there's a lot of really bad engineering in this song. Um, from an engineering point of view, I think this is really, really badly mixed. Um, the vocals sit too high in the mix. They don't. They're on top of the music. They're not in with the music, which mm. only only adds to the the remix feel of it. It doesn't, you know, when you get a remix, you, you can just tell it's a remix. This sounds like a remix because the vocals aren't, for me, sitting in the right place in the mix. They're sitting above the music. But, yeah, so that's bad. Um, I'll start with the negatives first and then I'll do the positives because I think there are some positives in it. Um, the drums are, the drums are like, the actual playing of the drums and the sound of the drums. The, the playing is so unbelievably bland. It's unbelievable. There's no life. And I mean, I know it's not a fast song. I'm not asking him to do double kicks and anything like that. But Roger's usually still very dynamic, even in slow songs. Yeah. His drumming's terrible in this. And I don't mean, again, I don't mean terrible as he's going out of time. It's just very uninspired drumming. It sounds like, you know, he's just he's just playing at half ass. That's how it feels to me. Um, his kit sounds terrible as well. There's no power in the kit at all. It's like, it's it just sounds almost like a demo. Um, there is songs in this where his kit sounds actually really good. This for me, and if anything, this song should have called for his kit to sound really good because it's got that grandiose vibe and yeah. stuff like that. Um, right, and again, another negative to me is this is not the worst reimagining on this record. In fact, it's it's probably one of the better ones, right, for me personally. Um, but there's again, there's things like. Brian May overplays a lot. His harmonies sound horrible, actually, on quite a lot of this. And again, I don't know if it's down to they don't sit right in the mix, so that they're just so blaringly like in your face that they just they just seem to jump out at you, but not in a good way. They're just like it's not necessarily the the, the parts he's playing are bad parts. They're just mixed. They quite the great quite quite a lot, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His harmonies are like almost offensive. Like Mm -hmm. they're just like they're like coming out right. You know, whereas before his harmonies were always quite warm sounding. Well, they're always warm because that was his harmonies. So they're not in this. They're very they're very thin and that they're right in your face too loud. Um, Sorry, I'm going to town on this, isn't I? Um, (laughs) Again, man, as as much as I think that the you know. It's not as bad as I remember it being, but it, it's like, it's very much, a, to me, it sounds like a parody of themselves. It's like, if they, if you, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, yep. they, 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 they've, they've created a back, a backing track to what they think people would expect Queen to sound like. And that sounds kind of oxymoronic in itself by saying that because Aye, they're Queen. Because, obviously they're because they're Queen. Yeah. But do you, yeah. do you guys know what I mean by that? So it's like every, every cliche Queen thing they've put into this track, like he's used, he's overused the harmonies in a lot of parts where he didn't need to do it. Um, but yeah, for me, I still prefer the original a hundred percent. And obviously I can't even judge Freddie on it because his vocals are amazing on it. Cause it's an amazing, they're amazing on the original track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not the worst thing on it, but I, I'd much rather listen to the, the original version. Okay. No, interesting. 
Well. Well, well. I, um, this is for me just terrible. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm, Freddie's, Freddie's vocal performance is great because I, I know it's great because I've listened to Mr. Bad Guy. <laughs> Um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Where? Uh, if, if you uh, if you take it, uh, it's it's the pointlessness. Yeah, absolutely. Even right. doing it in the first yeah. place, right? Yeah, of course. So that's one thing. But that's a whole yeah. album. But that's the whole album. Yeah, and then it's you didn't how, go over it, man. <laughs> and then it's how the thing sounds. And and Joe, you made an excellent point, and I never noticed at the time, but. Everything isn't sitting together. It's yeah. not, you know, it's all just really badly there. mixed. Yeah, yep. balanced. Um, balanced. And Brian May's guitars sound like, yeah, a parody of Brian May. Brian yeah. May's guitar sound. It's as absolutely. if he got someone from a tribute band in or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep. And when you think about it, the guy who uh, that guy on Mister Bad Guy, Paul, Paul Burke, oh, Gil, Gilbert. The guitarist, the guitar player, the Vincent, sounded like Brian. Vincent, 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 Paul, Paul Vincent, yeah, Paul Vincent. You know, Paul, Paul Vincent. You know, at certain points in Mister Bad Guy, sounds really like Brian. You know, so it's interesting that Brian on a track that, you know, on an album that had a guy who sounded like Brian. Brian can't even sound like Brian. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Album, you know, it's like a bad impersonation. <laughs> and, and, and again, this that this whole album is a mind fuck. It's like an it's like one of the Escher paintings. It's like fucking. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you're, yeah. You're, Where's you're, it going? Stairs and you know. I agree. Um, uh, fuck man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, you're cracking up here, man. The guitars are terrible. <laughs> you're right, mate. The guitar sound is terrible. Yeah, Brian's guitar tone throughout this album is terrible. A hundred percent. It's agree. as if he's forgot how how to dial in a tone. Absolutely, hundred percent. He's overcompensating. He's not sure of himself. I don't know what it is, but it's not good. It's certainly not the guitar tone he had on Innuendo, which was excellent. Was mm-hmm. you know the guy who was innovate. You know, not quite innovating, but he, he it was like a reinvention of, of himself. Yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, a wee bit modern, yeah, he was yeah, mo- yeah. moving things forward. Yeah, and, and then he's back to I don't know. Miracle. It's almost like the mir- the miracle and a lot of the really bad guitar sounds he's chosen. Yeah, like, what, what is this? Why is he chosen? But even in the miracle, guitar? there's some really fucking excellent guitar sounds on the heavy. The heavy stuff. sounds, yeah, aye, yeah, 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 heavy yeah. sounds, aye. Ah, but you like to say your lead sounds, aye. and it does. It, it, it just doesn't fit what he's playing that. You know, when, when they're in the original, it's the bass keys and the piano. Ah, uh, yep. Just cleaner, you know. More Even effective. if it was just power chords at those bits. Yeah. And I know yep. it kind of does yep. do that in the song. The first bit, time it isn't, it's just But yeah, it yeah, moves yeah, on a yeah. bit. But, but it, even that's kind of crap. I don't know. Aye, I agree. Just, aye, I, agree. I, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling. The, the vocals are amazing. And that's all I can say about it. The rest of it, the, the, the reason it exists in the first place and the instrumentation is fucking terrible. Agreed. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be positive, but I can't because this song is terrible. <laughs> no, the song isn't terrible. The backing track that, that sorry, chose that to I, put to the song the, is terrible. <laughs> the, um, this version of this song is terrible. There yeah. you are. Aye, there you yeah. go. David, you like it, don't you? I disagree. <laughs> I disagree, <laughs> homeboy. 
<laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Hollywood Shuffle, man. You need to see that movie if you've not I seen it. I disagree, homeboy. An 80s classic, 1987. Absolutely. Great Hollywood movie. Shuffle, get it watched. Um, I, I actually understand why you've said all the things I've said. Um, I don't completely agree with everything you've said. Um, I've got to be honest, this does actually work for me. It actually does. Um, I do accept the kind of the guitar tone, you know, especially in the harmonised bits and all that. It's not to my liking either. But I, I think I'm going to give them some credit. I think they've assembled it reasonably well around about the, the Freddy track. And I go, okay, the reason for it existing, I accept, you know, it shouldn't even exist anyway. But I don't know. It just, it gets past marks for me. I don't think it's anything massively exciting or anything like that. But if you offered me this version on Mr. Bad Guy, I would, I would, I would take it. You know, it's not, I don't think it's, I've not really thought about it in the context of the original too much, I have to say, you know. No, um, neither did I, I just took it for what it was. What what I was hearing, but. I mean, there's one thing I really liked and I thought it did work. And I know you, Joe, you were critical of uh, Roger's drumming, but there was one little bit that I thought was, it's very simple, but I thought it was reasonably effective. Just a bit when he does the drum fill, the and it just stops, and you have that just a wee gap, and it goes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was at least a wee bit interesting. You know, it was it was something. I, I think, I think they genuinely tried to do they do their best with this, and I think I don't think there was anything more they could have done. But then again, it's coming always come back to the whole idea. So it's like you know, so um, so you know it. This is now. This isn't one of the major low points for me on the album. I think Joe said the same anyway. Right enough that you know it's, it's maybe one of the better moments, even though he's no no too fussed about it. You know, I, I think it's okay. I think it works for me. I don't. I don't, I'm I'm not as critical of the drum sound. I get Joe's points um, on this. I think I think at times some there's certain tracks on this. I think the drum sound that do sound actually really really cool and really nice. And I've been well engineered. This is just all right. You know, it's it's no. Massively offensive to me, the production on this. But but coming back to what Joe was saying about Freddie's vocals sitting high in the mix, um, I'm going to actually come back to the first track just briefly as well. The way Freddie's vocals have been mixed in a lot of this, and even the piano on It's a Beautiful Day, it's so bright. Yep, yep. So I, bright, almost I, like eye-wateringly eye, eye bright. Yeah, totally, yep. You know, and it's the same with Freddie's vocals. Freddie's vocals have been really, really mixed. Very good. They've been EQ'd to death. To, to just... To just be that kind of really, shimmery. really that shimmery, exactly. That's that's ethereal. It's, they're trying to create that ethereal, like he's a, like he's an angel or some sappy shite like so that. So that's it. Uh, I think there's yeah, been, I think there's been more ma- more manipulation, but I, you know, absolutely. So I think I think I get I get the points, but maybe that's a Disney thing that was trying to articulate. There you are, and I that that could be it, Joe. I um. So for me, yeah, track two is I, I'm all right with it. I'm okay with it ultimately. So, but um, anyway, let's shift on. So. Track three. I'm going to go first on this one, lads, if that's all right. <laughs> go ahead, mate. Right, Let Me Live is the third track on it. I'll just read a wee bit about uh, this from Wikipedia so we get the vibe, vibe uh, of the song. So Let Me Live is a rock ballad which features a share, a rare sharing of vocals between Mercury, May and Taylor. The song was completed in 1995. The track was originally recorded with Rod Stewart during the sessions for The Works. Once finished in 1995 for Made in Heaven, Queen made a one 11th hour change to the song to avoid legal action. Part of the backing vocals for uh, featured lyrics too, too closely resembling Irma Franklin's Piece of My Heart. So obviously 
very famously covered by Janis Joplin. Yeah. Um, potentially, the potentially problematic bit was mixed out and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the rest of that. Anyway, so, um, aye, no shit. No shit, you were going to get legal action. I mean, yeah, geez. Sounds exactly the same. I even, sing, I mean, even sing that line in the song. I know. So come on. I mean, I mean, the big man's got to get some some abuse for this as well, Freddie. Ah, I mean, because yeah. he, you know what I mean? It's ah, so yeah. obvious that that's his, oh, I, I'm just going to take that and just, you know what I mean? Come on, come on. Ah, anyway. Nice. Plagiarism but, at the highest, yep. But I actually heard, I, I found the original version that, that you know, they, they, they changed and it's even more like, the original piece of my heart song. Oh, it's, really? It's, I can't believe that they actually. Oh, Did they actually anyway. sing that in this as well? So there's I, like I know, pure, but it's, like, but it's almost like melodically, and I mean, all uh, the yeah, words yeah, in it, you know. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, I totally hundred percent. Because, because obviously, the song "Piece of My Heart" is taking all a little piece of my heart now, baby, taking all a piece of my soul, you know, and all yeah, this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And obviously, the start of this version is take a piece of my heart, take a piece of my soul. So they cut that that yeah. soul now, baby, better whatever, or, you know. But that was in the original. Right, okay. No so baby and exactly all that. Like, so it's the same. And you're like, my... Oh. I mean, how oh, arrogant do you need to be to, to I, actually I, just... I can't stand that shit. I mean, to, influencing... Totally aye. Unlike Queen, I don't get... I, mean, um, I don't know. That's but, but that was the back... But this is the thing. That was the backing vocals. Freddie wasn't involved in any of those backing vocals. Freddie was involved in a lead vocal. Why don't you take another little piece of my heart? So... Yep. Subtle, a lot, lot more subtle than what me and Taylor put on the the because the backing vocals were um, backing singers that they got in to do it. You know, as you hear on the album. Oh, that's one so, of my gripes, man. So Freddie does deserve some of it, but not as much as the rest of the guys because they actually went full full hog with that and just really stole this this uh, other people's material. And that is, it's a total theft, and yep. that really fucking annoys me. Um, yep. Um, this is one of the worst songs in the album, if not the worst for me. Um, I really, really don't like this song at all. Um, <laughs> it's so bloody naff. Um, the backing vocals are just just don't work for me. They sound horrible. Yep. Um, it makes me feel like ah. Uh, it, it feels it feels like you're bathing in a swimming pool of unicorn piss, man. It's like. <laughs> I mean, I it's just it's obviously like I mean you know the, the kind of gospel vibe I try to go like I don't like a, a, a extremely poor imitation of somebody to love or something you know it's like it's just I don't really have much to say about it it's just it's just I, I don't like it I mean I don't know what Freddie originally had him in, in, intended for the song and who knows it could have been end up just as crap if Freddie was alive and finished it off you know you know because there's you know as, as we all know there there are crap songs that Freddie recorded with Queen we know this but. Um, but even, I was even thinking, right, you know, obviously Rod Stewart, as we read there, you know, he, he did he did a wee vocal trade-off with Freddie um, on this originally. Even just out of a something of interest, why didn't you just get Rod Stewart in in 1995 and 1994? Maybe that should be quite interesting. He's you know, friend, f- aye. Ah, you know, Freddie came in and, and no, sorry, uh, Rod Stewart came in and, and doing the vocal, almost like it, he would, it would just be a wee moment of interest on in the album. You know, whether it worked or not, who knows? But I don't know. Just, just a thought came into my head. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, Roger obviously. Ah, yes. I mean, Roger obviously does his bit, and Roger's got the gruff voice. So he, you know, Roger sounds okay on it. I'm no, it's, I'm not getting any problem. Well, Roger's bit is actually okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's what it is, you know, as we all say. But, um, but Brian's voice. I mean, I don't want to get into this because we, oh, the guys, the listeners know what we think about Brian's voice, but it's exceptionally 
it's terrible. Aye, it's so aye. so it's, bad. It's annoying. It's he, sounds, he, he sounds like a pe- I've wrote here. He sounds like a pensioner singing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I imagine like a ninety year old man in a, in a nursing home with like a cardigan yeah. and, a, and a and a fucking blanket over his legs. <laughs> like fucking kill that guy um, with the meds, man. Kill that guy with the meds. Um, what do I like about this song? Um, I do like the guitar solo. I have to say, I thought the guitar solo was actually quite, quite all right. Quite, you know, it was, it was a nice choice. I know it's nice choice. I phrased and all that. I, I like it. I'll, I've got to be honest on that one. Um, and the bit at the end when Freddie sings, "All you do is take." I oh, really like. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that cool. really, really cool. But the rest of it, I mean, to be honest, I just, I wouldn't give a toss if I never heard the song ever again. I think it's just, just so, it just doesn't, absolutely nothing for me along the two things I just said there. <laughs> um, Paul? Um, it's, well, I, 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 it is what it is. I, I've got nothing really um, to say and, uh, and then I'll talk for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's it's all right. It's not. I, I don't. I don't find it offensive uh, or anything. Um, this is interesting because uh, like we're already kind of yeah, yeah. kind of like no, you know, yeah. no on um, the same page. What uh. what I do find offensive is the fact that on Queen's fifteenth studio album, for the first time, they decide to steal from other people. Uh-huh. They never had. They never had to do that in the previous fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, what what happened, guys? What I mean, what? It's almost as if you know you weren't fully committed to the project, or maybe you didn't have enough fucking material. Maybe it's just <laughs> you shouldn't have put out a ten track album. Aye. Maybe it's you there know you so, some people more cynical than me might suggest that it was just a cynical cash in in your part, and you couldn't give a fuck if. People thought that you were stealing off of um, Aretha Franklin. But no, you, mate. No, you. You and But not me. But not me. That's other people. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, this this track's just yeah. It's it's nothing. It's a it's a fart. You know. I'll but, tell you what. I, I, in fact, I just came back really briefly on it. I tell you what. I do like like <laughs> like the way Roger when he's singing. He's like, and shake it. He's like, it's like, so it's like that's that's gonna wild. He's, he's fucking wild again. Uh, I mean, love Roger's voice, you know. I mean, even on this, I, I you know, I, I do like the sound of his voice, and I always will, you know. But, um, yeah. but I, I, yeah, anyway, sorry. great voice, Joe. Sorry, anything. <laughs> Joe loves it. Can you save this song, mate? Mister Joe, <laughs> the gospel man. This song is crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, it's crap. Uh, so uh, that was track three. Uh, uh, well. Listen, if that's all Joe's got to say about it, I mean, we've well, 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 it anyway, so... Well, everything, everything that we kind of, you guy and I interweaved in was everything I was going to say about it. Brian May's uh, voice is fucking horrendous. Yeah. And I've wrote, I've wrote crap song, and I've also wrote, I absolutely despise the choir. So there you oh, go. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. But we said all that, so I crap song. Yeah. Next. <laughs> This is brilliant. This has got to be one of my favourite podcasts. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a lot of the, the lot of the listeners say like the, the albums that they dislike the most are the, the best podcasts. So we'll Aye. see. We'll see. <laughs> um, then we're on to track four. Right. Okay. Right. This, this is. I think it's going to be fairly obvious um, where this one's going to go. 
Um, so I'll give a wee bit of background to this from the Wikipedia page. And again, I know Wikipedia isn't always completely accurate, but I'll get at least give you, uh, you know, a background uh, to the song um, in the basic terms. Um, so Mother Love was the final song co-written by Mercury and May, and was also Mercury's last vocal performance. Mercury's vocals for Mother, Mother Love were recorded on the, between the 13th and the 16th of May, 1991. On his website, May discussed the writing process he and Mercury had, uh, writing both separately and together and conscious of the nature of the song and the lyrics. Upon reaching the final verse, Mercury told May that he had to go and have a rest, um, but that he would return and finish the song. After that, Mercury never made it back to the studio and thus May sang the last verse on the track. The song features a sample of vocal improvisation from Queen's Wembley concert and a sample from the intro um, of the studio version of One Vision and Tie Your Mother Down. It also features a sample from a cover of Going Back, a song written by Carol, uh, you know who wrote it anyway. Um, and obviously that was a Larry Lurex. Larry Lurex, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, a Lurex even, um, to say it properly. And uh, yeah, so we know about that. Um, the one thing that I thought was interesting, although I'm no, you know, when we get into it, I'm not mad about that last section, I have to say, but if this is true, it sounds... I'm kind of all right with that. I quite quite like the idea of it. But anyway, I think I've got something written down about this. But can uh, I just can I just say what I think? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. The impression I got for the end it was like it was like Freddie's life in reverse. That's the like, because it started it started to rewrite. It started off with we obviously I'm singing the song in the present. Then it went to Wembley, the sample of Wembley. Then it re, yeah. then it rewound to Larry Lurex was obviously before he was in Queen, and yeah. then it went to the noise of the baby. The baby. To, nah. So it's like Freddie's life in reverse, back to the boom. That's the kind of vibe I got. But well, that's that's I mean, it's, it's not what I was going to say, Joe. But I I think that's a that's absolutely plausible, and I think it makes a that's lot of quite sense. smart. Even though I thought, uh, that's how I thought they did. That yeah, yeah, no. Listen, listen, that sounds completely plausible on that one. I have to say, but what it was was. Um, uh, there is a sample apparently of a few milliseconds of every Queen track he ever recorded put together then rapidly sped up on a tape machine so you hear, you hear that wee bit almost digital noise that Aye, that's the bit I'm talking about so, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was every Queen track apparently every Queen track he ever recorded just you know sped up yeah, to, like, just, a, just, a, just you know obviously only about like a second overall kind of thing um, well, that would explain the Larry Lurex part into the uh, baby crying sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I said I think this was gone like from chronologically, but I know what you're saying because it's going backwards kind of thing. But um, but no, I, I think it's um, so anyway. That's a bit um, on mother love anyway, and we'll get we'll get into that. Um, so Paul, I'm going to hit you up first um, on this one. You, you you start us off with this. Well, you know this is this is a this is a big one for everyone, isn't it? You know the the unfinished track. Yeah, uh, yeah. Freddie just just sounding absolutely amazing even though he's you know months away from dying um and he doesn't come back to finish the track uh and it, it man i'm fucking wailing up just thinking about it uh but yeah. that's when it for me that's when it the song should have ended uh the primary part really takes me out yeah it's just like it's just like a different song it's just and the fact that Brian can't really sing anymore as well. Um, and the, the part at the end, that's interesting, you know, the bit you were talking about. That, that that's, that's a fairly interesting thing. So I think maybe just for the final verse, just play the music. Just let the music just 
you know, go on. Actually, that would have been interesting. Just, 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 just and, instrumental, and, 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 and almost, then, a, almost, a, almost like a suggestion. I almost yeah. suggest this is yeah. where Freddie would have been singing. This, but there's is, no vocals. this is where Freddie ah, would have been. Cool. And, that would have been really and, cool. We're just ah. going to let you yep. do your own do your own verse. Think, or something. think ah. about him fucking yep. doing it, you know. Yep. And that would have been a far more powerful. That would have been quite than, strange, a, than a man ah. than a man who can't in a good way. Who cheapens coming in after one of the most spellbinding vocal performances I've ever put to fucking tape. I can't, I 100%, man. Cheapens, cheapens just, the track, unfortunately. Just, just fuck off, Brian. Just don't yeah, do stop. it. You yeah. know, um, I love you. I fucking, Brian, you're my boy. You've always <laughs> been my boy, right? But fuck off with that. <laughs> you know, um, just, and you would have got so many plaudits just for leaving it. And, and maybe other people are like, oh, well, I like when Brian comes in. That's fine. I'm just giving my opinion. I think you just you just leave it. You just play the same amount of bars as the last verse with, with the merited, and then you bring in the bit, the, you know, the, the music, the... the, the, the collage. The kind of, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the sound collage thing. And that, and that would have been great. Or maybe even just stopping the... Tra- I don't know. But Brian, no, no, just no, sorry. And up till then, it's fucking spellbinding and it puts tears in my eyes. But then after that, it's just like, ugh, you know, what could have been? But there you go. That's my, that's my opinion. I agree with Paul. It's just heartbreaking, you know, the listening to the guy sing and, you know, fucking how powerful he is and it is his last moment, kind of you know, on this earth, you know, recorded and it is, it's kind of travesty to hear Brian May doing that last verse, man. But I'm, I'm even trying to put the boot into it necessarily, but it's just like, I agree. Why do it, man? Just, just like, let it, let it ride out and then do the, the clash thing at the yeah. end. Um, that would have just been so much classier, cooler. Um, as much as I, as much, as much as I love this, you know, the, the whole vibe of the song and I love it because it's completely different. There's not there's no lovey dovey thing about this. It's got that dark edge that the miracle yep. had. Yep. It's got that really uh, dark and you edge. Even... Uh, sorry, sorry, the miracle. <laughs> oh man. Well the miracle oh, has got its own dark aye, edge. Aye, but, aye, but no the right kind. You just jumping in that parallel edge. universe again, aye. mate. <laughs> aye, please please get me out, man. It's like the event horizon. Um <laughs> no, but sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase that. It's very much like get that innuendo dark, dark, yep. really real raw vibe to it, you know. Yeah. And I love that about it. Um, there is a couple of things that really, again, cheapen this song for me in the same way that um, these are the days of our lives. It's the same sort of gripes I had with that, and I think we all had with that. Is as much as I, I love the melodies and I love the parts, I really don't like Brian May's clean guitar sound on it. I think it's a really shit up whatever whatever chorus it's a chorus or something he's got or it's another yeah. it's a it's not a nice sound he's got it's not a not for me anyway it mm-hmm. doesn't complement the song i like what he's playing i just don't like yeah, the yeah. sound of his guitar it sounds plasticky it sounds demo-y um uh, I, I think i think maybe a a classical guitar even like just nylon that would have been nicer just that would have been much aye, away, kind of aye. Aye. Some, something aye. with less something with less effect kind of like uh, wish you were here or something see the way it's just a very stark dry guitar yeah, obviously aye. that's a steel string but, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. that vibe but it's just very raw you know but again i, I don't want to put the boot into it um i think that the the bass playing 
uh, is fucking oh, excellent on it, man. Uh, like the bass uh, playing is absolutely phenomenal. But but John's bass playing, even in the stuff that I the really whole album's great. Hate in this, yeah. his bass yeah. playing really does stand out. Just shows you how classy the guy was. And Brian May failed in so many times in this record in multiple songs. You're overplaying bad parts, just like you know, just like like a parody of himself, basically. John still stayed, stayed strong at the end. So John, yeah. again, once again, can hold his head up high as a musician, mm-hmm. um, yep, yep. as well as his integrity for what he did after this uh, by not continuing with quote-unquote Queen. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I just get a, a really strong Pink Floyd vibe musically for this. Yeah, yeah. And, I, yep. and there's, another, there's another song in this where I get a total Pink Floyd vibe as well. That's the first time I've really heard a Pink Floyd vibe, and it's twice in this quote-unquote album but yeah um the vocals are raw and i like the fact that there's not much effect on them up until it goes into the i have no pity but it goes right up and it goes a bit of reverb yeah. on that but that's all it is but it's very see when he signs mother please it's like he's right there that's a great band you know that, that's, yeah, that's cool, yeah, man. That's that's really, yeah but again this is this is this is the thing that, that in a lot of ways this is a parallel to the miracle there's there's, there's, there's some really good like clever shit like that, and then yeah. they then they ruin it by Wait, really really crap. See that? I, you know what I mean? Choices, choices. Yeah. It's like that put that that and it it makes it it makes it even harder to talk about and think about. But see that mother please, but I always think um he curled like, up sort of thing. cuddling in at his mum like and, and ah, the, I know it's horrible man. And oh, their chest kind of thing. Ah, I know. Oh I get man, fucking. And I make breaks your heart, man. Um, it does. Um, yeah, and. What was I going to say? Um, I, I I think I, I just I just think that like this this is the only true reflection of where Queen were and everything yeah, else that yeah. surrounds everything else that surrounds it's yeah. like a big shiny shite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this but this is like this is raw, and although uh, I ripped I ripped the guitar tone, but it's still raw. <laughs> um, as and, as the title of the podcast. Fucking made in heaven, colon, shiny shite. A big shiny shite. Big, big Disney shiny shite. Aye, lots of glitter. Um, but aye, it's amazing. I just wish Brian had just kept his fucking trap shut. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a few things, I, I, I disagree with a couple of things, actually. Um, again. Oh, you fucking shouldn't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great homeboy. This is a great homeboy. <laughs> No, this 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 is excellent. This this is excellent. Um, and as, as Joe rightly said, as it it's, it's, you know, it, if there was an, an album and Freddie survived to make another album um, after Innuendo, um, this would have been like the log- a logical song on that album. You know, yeah, and, and absolutely, you know, this would, so. this would have been the the classic the. I, on that particular album, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's to me, it's like Show Must Go On Light, you know, in terms of, you know, Show Must Go On's mm. big and grandiose and a big rock kind of opera type thing almost, yeah, like, yeah. you know, but this it's is... A, like, it evokes a, the same vibe. Exactly, 100%. And then yeah. the, 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 obviously the lyrics in it as well. Um, I I do actually do like the guitar tone. I actually like what he's chosen. Um, and it's weird because Joe and I and... Paul as well, actually, but more so Joe and I just from, from you know having the conversations through the years about guitar tones and all that. We're usually always on the same page, but Aye, I do much. I do I do like the guitar tone on it, um, and I, and because I, and, I, I thought it's quite tasteful. It's not overbearing, no, and it's it, quite you know and I get that. Um, and even the solo bit, and I know I know what you're saying. I, I, 
agree. It's probably not for everybody, and and you know, I think and I understand your reasons for saying saying it, but I do, I, I genuinely do think it works. Um, I think they've done exceptionally well with us, you know, considering considering obviously, you know, as David Richards had said, and it was pretty much just a drum machine, and Freddie would just sing a drum machine. I'm sure there was probably a couple of synth pads behind it, keep him in, in tune and stuff, you know, but and um, a melody to sing to yeah, it, uh, something, yeah. something to kind of keep himself in tune or whatever, you know, but. Um, so I think you know the band, how the band have finished this off. I'm I'm, I'm quite pleased with what what they've done. Um, I mean, you've got the, the fading in synth loop that's dead like uh, Last Blabber asked the. I do. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. It's a bit cheesy, but I quite yeah, like it. No. <laughs> no man, can I just say? But um, sorry, David. I I I I I, I fucking love this song. I do. Uh, but I was just trying to be critical. I, I you know we things. Yep. Yep. Listen, you know, it's this song is the perfect by any means, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Um, and uh, I mean, it is, uh, you know, you've, you've used, you've both used the words, the word heartbreaking, and it is, um, you know, to hear Freddie singing the words, I long for peace before I die, you know what I mean? That's, that's just, I know, it's brutal, man. Um, you know, even, uh, even obviously when it goes in that insane. But yeah, when he know, sings out, out in the city in the cold world outside, you know, I don't want pity, just a safe place to hide, you know. So you've got the power of that voice and the actual lyrics. You've I got know. a double, double kind double of like, whammy. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's yeah. Freddie saying just, great, you know, fucking lyrics, leave, me, leave me in peace. Exactly. I just, I just want to, you know, I, you know, out in the city in the cold world, you know, he's, he's in his house. He just wants, just leave me. I'm oh. doing my thing. And, you know, and my, my time comes, my time comes kind of thing. Oh, that's fucking that's sad, man. Um, you know, it's it's just, that's, aye, the, the song itself, like I say, it's just, and it's for the same for all of us. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm no different for you guys. It's, 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 I, I, I you know, I think they can hold their heads high. You know, I have to say that you know the other three can hold their heads high and did the job I've made on this one. I wish they um, had just re- just released this man as a single. Uh, well, and well, hot gonna, for the record, man. It was going to come to to that at the end. Actually, have a wee discussion about what what could have been um, instead of this kind of thing. But um, I, I I'm not as offended by Brian's vocals on this because he sings low, understated. So it's it's more understated. But you, you do feel like. You know when he sings, it's like somebody's shaking him. Aye, that's the pensioner uh, thing. It's like, it's that's the like, pensioner thing, man. It's like, get me another blanket. <laughs> Aye, totally. But I'm not. I mean, I, I, it doesn't ruin it for me. I know it's coming up, and I think, and you know what Paul had said, I never actually thought about. But now Paul's put that thought in my head. I thought that would, that would have been really, really cool. Just have an empty yep. verse. You know, Aye, it, totally, it would have man. been. You'd have just been like that. It's so fucking clever. Eerie and, as well. And, and, exactly. In a good way. In a good and I, way. Exactly. Um, but, but Queen have never been... See, I, that, 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 that clever. Aye, I, I'm, I'm just a dick for Glasgow, you know what I mean? And I can aye, think of that. Aye, you, know you know, but I know I never thought of that and I think that would have, that would have been... I mean, that, you know, it's the... You know, it's, it, already, the, the you know, the chills are going down your spine when you hear Freddie singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know if it finished off like that, I mean, it, they would just be continuing and, the whole song, you know. And you know the backstory; they tell you, well, that exactly. There's no verse. Yeah. There's no last verse. Yeah. And, and people with man, pe- more people would be talking about this song. If that, I yeah. think if that if that had been the case, if yeah. Done, yeah. I just left it. I think that that would be the perfect thing. That that would have been the absolute perfect thing to do. But I think the the only other compromise. Could have been if they'd a, if they'd a sang if if they'd a done if Roger and, and Brian 
had a sang the next verse in a Queen harmony, but 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 spent time on it, but spent uh, time yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, really, really made it good. Mm-hmm. That would have been maybe maybe a, a compromise because then the two of them are united for the last, but in a good way, not in that yeah. fucking pensioner freezing to death in the winter. <laughs> type way. Um, but I, I feel just I'm going to take a wee step back though, um, because. You know, I've used a lot of words like manipulation. Or, you know, you know, Paul has as well, and you know, be cynical and all that. And I'm thinking, well, is that not just manipulation in itself? I, I know, you know, I know. in a way. Is, but is. I think it is. I think it is. Aye. You know, bit, I do. Bit, I do bit clever, but clever though. Exactly, but, but tasteful. Aye. tasteful. you can you know manipulate I mean? in a good way. Exactly. Like, rock music's all about manipulation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's like... about to make you feel a certain way, isn't it? Uh, aye, exactly. Uh, um, yeah. But I, um, but you know, I, I, I do like the guitar work. I like the solo. I think the solo is again quite kind of tasteful, a bit different for Brian. Um, the clash bit at the end. I mean, you know, we talked about it a wee bit, and, and the, you know what Joe said is actually put it in, framed it quite different for me because I hadn't really thought thought about it in that way. Um, but it never really worked for me before. You know, the and you know, and it starts off with that, and you know, and it like tie your mother down on these other things. But. But the, the bit that does work for me is the going back one that really, really sits really nice in it. You know, you know, it starts thinking, I'm thinking I'm going uh, back. You yeah. know, that's really that does really uh, work well. Um but I, I think this I think the song is I'm 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 quite happy with how they've done it. Uh, I, yes, yes, I agree with Joe and I agree with you, Paul. There, there could have been improvements on it. Um but I'm but I'm quite happy with how they've they've actually put this together. It's I mean Fred ugh, just can't say it enough. Freddie's just and the the lyrics combined with how Freddie sings them. Just, do, do we know who wrote the lyrics? Was it Brian or was it Freddie? Well, they're both credited. Both of, so both I, th- them, really. I, I yeah. think it was saying, I, you know, just getting back to those notes there that they both wrote separately and came together yeah, and right. pieced it kind of together it's uh, got, that way. So. It's got the Brian kind of grimness written off, hasn't uh, it? Aye, I'm thinking, thinking that. that. Uh, a depression that, type of lyrics. Uh, uh, yeah. uh. I wish he'd be more depressed, man. We've got better fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Final thing I'm going to say um, on it and then we'll move on is. That Wayne's greet at the end is pure crap, man. It's like a lamb. <laughs> it sounds shit, yeah. man. It's a good idea. It just sounds crap. Aye. I, I, never, just... I never really noticed it being that bad, aye. but aye. Aye. I think they pressed the baby lamb button instead of the aye. baby human button. I don't think anybody. I've just said the Wayne's greet. Nobody was going to the Wayne's greet. Aye. The, ch- the what, child. The, ch- oh, the child's like, cry. Oh, no, <laughs> Sorry, what is it, Joe? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Oh, here we go. You heard it here first. Freddy is a goat because everybody thought Freddy was satanic. So there you are, man. Actually, the goat of Mendes. Aye, so it was a goat. It was a there goat baby crying. The devil <laughs> himself. So Freddy was, that was a devil. Yes. Or <laughs> the greatest of all time, the goat. Aye, I'm not shite on that new current part. Just say the greatest of all time, you fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> Gold. <laughs> right. So um so that's the best moment in the album, clearly. Um, oh, and, um I've got aye, to have to... Aye, it's not doing healthy here, mate. <laughs> uh okay, so track five, last track on side one. My life has been saved. Right. Let's see what the the, the Wikipedia sent you on this, right? So My Life Has Been Safe was started as an acoustic track composed mainly by Deacon in 1987-88. Producer David Richards helped him out doing the demo and the keyboards, then Mercury sang on it, and later on the entire band recorded it. The Made in Heaven version is different from that of the 1989 uh, B-side to the single Scandal, 
although it uses the same vocals from Mercury, of course. Um, Deacon plays guitar and keyboards, as well as his usual instrument, the bass guitar. Right. So a, a John track on, uh, and I never actually knew until I read it. Oh, this was a John track, so hmm. um, I, I'll, I'll start things. I don't, I've not got an awful lot about this. I have to say, it's that same sentimental yeah. well yeah, again. Yeah, that kind of yeah. is this the world we created, heaven for everyone? I've kind of jumped ahead a wee bit, but you know, I mean, it's that same. Hmm. <sighs> right, okay. You know, I don't hate it. I'll be honest, I don't hate it. I think it's fairly catchy. It, it plods along fairly nicely and all that. And it, it's just really, it's not offensive enough. You know, I mean, it's just too safe. It's a very safe track, you know. The one bit I just genuinely don't like, and it's, it's unusually, it's a Freddy, but see the bit when it just goes, here we go. Tell us. It's pointless. It's, 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 but, but, then, but then you remember, this was a B-side. They probably know, they probably went, oh, it's worked enough for the B-side. That tells, you, that tells you, know you I mean? everything right there. It's a fucking B-side. It shouldn't be on a Queen album. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In any capacity, it doesn't matter if Slayer done the backing track for it. It's still <laughs> shite. Uh, but, um, okay, it, it, it's no one of the worst moments in the album. And even it was a B-side to Scandal, I thought it was a, it was an okay track. Um, you know, okay. I mean, I'm no, it's not amazing, but it's just, again, just the vibe of it. Again, it's just that same... Self pity, kind of like I don't know. It's hard to. It's, I, that sounds really, really un, un, unfeeling and uncaring saying that, but I don't mean it necessarily in that way. It's just that same, same. It's too well, much of the same, same thing. way, exactly. And and Beans the, records were never like that. And this album, yeah, this sitting in this album just makes sense. <laughs> you know, you know, the, because yeah. that's that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to, and, uh, and it makes me know. wonder. Where's Soul Brother? Where's the reworking of Soul Brother? Man? <laughs> be hard, mate. See, because you can't go, oh, listen to Freddy. Oh, my God. Because he's fucking Aye. happy. Aye, exactly. Dad as fuck. Having a great time. Aye. Aye. So, but by the way, if they'd done Soul Brother, they would need shock because there is no version that's amazing. Aye, don't touch <laughs> it, man. Leave it. Aye, leave, <laughs> it. leave it. Leave it. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm done here, lads. Uh, Joe, you want to jump in? This song's pointless, Paul. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Gold. Ah, uh, okay, it is what it is. It's a it's a B side. It's it's inoffensive. Um, it's a B side. Therefore, why is it on a studio album by Queen? Exactly. Yeah. Pointless, like you say, Joe. Yep. Well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I could say that pretty much about like eight, <laughs> I, I, eight, eight just, or nine, seven or eight of the tracks. Aren't I'll it? just reiterate: I don't hate it, but it's pointless. Aye, yeah, it's just here. pointless. Shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be here. Right, so we flip over the, the vinyl, stick the needle on, crackles a wee bit, and then you get some thunder stuff, don't you? Right, so that's I Was Born To Love You. So I'll give you a wee bit of background on this, even though you know the bloody background on it. So I Was Born To Love You was originally recorded uh, by Freddie on Mr. Bad Guy album. Yay. So May Taylor Deacon re-recorded it and added their instruments, as you know. Uh, that track became popular in Japan in 2004 and it was used for some TV show. Anyway, that's probably enough to be said about that. There's a wee... Oh, there's anything more here. They use a bit of living on my own. They use a bit of... Kind of magic. Kind of magic, magic as well, yeah. which is just nauseating. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll open up the, the floor on this. Paul, you want to start us off with this one? Then? It's good with Mr. Bad Guy. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Really mm-hmm. great pop song. Amazing, full of, full of joy and energy and vivacity and fucking sounds fantastic. Freddie's having a great time. 
and then we get the Queen version, which is lumping instrumentation, pointless fucking little bits, and mm-hmm. that it's 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 a no for me. Sorry, it's pointless, Mister Joe. <sighs> That's it. Just a sigh. I th- I fucking hate this version of this song, man. Yeah. Like to my core. Um, number one, it's pointless. Number <laughs> two, the vocal effect delays the. <laughs> I, I, just want, I just want to smash Brian May and Roger Taylor in the fucking face hard because that that they they fucking that I, I actually actually nearly put my cup of tea through the fucking window. Which you know what I want to say to the twins. Oh, day day day. Ah, they. That's fucking rotten. Wait, who are they? Who are they? Mel and Kim. Mel and Kim. That's better. That's better. I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back to the start of the podcast and get the sound clip of Josie's. You know, I'm not going to get like just. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that in here. Well, I failed. Uh, <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> I hate this. That vocal effect is nauseating. The backing track sounds dated as fuck. Like it's like it's terrible. It's so bad, and it's so obvious the, the route they chose today. It's terrible, man. It's the easiest really, way. Yeah. Easiest way. It's just the, the simplest way. way. Yeah, ah, exactly. Absolutely. It's yeah, the simplest yeah. way that they could possibly do it. They sucked absolutely every bit of joy out of the song that was in the original. Um, there's zero joy in this version. Um, it's an absolute abortion of a, a, an amazing pop song, and they should be absolutely fucking ashamed of this one because it's god-awful, man. Might even be my most hated thing on it. Ooh, geez, oh man. Hate it, man. Wish, I wish I could show you Joe's face here, man. It's, <laughs> I wish I could wait till we screenshot it later on and just post it on Twitter. <laughs> <Just> say, <laughs> Sorry. Aye. Hate it, um, hate it. I, I, I don't really get that much of a problem there. <laughs> Smart. This is, this, I think this is probably the. Don't get your ears looked at me. I think this is. <laughs> I think this is probably the most fucking secret made in heaven lover here. It may be my favorite Queen Army, to be honest. But um, again, as I said, like you know, we made heaven and other ones were kind of slightly disagreed on. I I get, I get everything you're saying, and 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 you know, I I don't like it that much. I'm going to start fighting its case or anything. You know, it's no one (laughs) of the ones. It's you know, I just think it's it's exactly what they would have done with it, and I've just done it. Basically, you know, it's it's just it's so it's it's kind of. It's, it's a bit lumbering. I get what you're saying, and I do prefer the original Freddy one because um, it, it's got that pulsing kind of thing, and then that yeah. good feel t- you know feel good thing about it. it. This, is, this is just a dinosaur rock version of it kind of right. thing. You know, it's right. just a bit bland from let's, that point of view. Let's rock it up, and, and rock rock's got it's R E W K. Do you know something? Sorry, David, man. I've got it here as well. I forgot to say this, but I may just doesn't know when to stop fucking playing guitar in this song either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you've. I was just about to come on to that, that point there. Um, because that bit where he almost tries to do like an envy or something, oh, and it's that yeah. horrible tone. The tone is yeah. fucking disgusting, but even really, through, really, but even through like the verses, he's, he's playing stuff, and I'm like, just shut up. And start I know, I know, but that was a bit that really stuck out for me. It's Aye, just that like, bit's uh, horrible, yep. But, um, but, but the bit that really gets my gets in my tits is the 
the bit for your kind of magic at the end. What's the fucking... Uh, and, and then they take up, excuse me, samples from Living On My Own as well. There's a couple of them at the end. Uh, it's pointless. What are you doing, man? It just, just, it's so annoying. It sounds shoehorned. It is shoehorned. It is. It's, again, it's just back to this, you know, let's, let's celebrate Freddie's life. And listen, I am not saying that anything they put out, whatever it was, you know, if it was two tracks, three tracks... Don't celebrate Freddie and, and put it out as a celebration of Freddie. Of course, anything they were going to put out <laughs> after well, Freddie but... died, exactly. It was always going to be a celebration of Freddie, whatever they did, right? So go ahead and do that. But this is just, again, you know, um, it's just, you know, Queen Queen have always been on the nose, right? You know, okay, right? You, you would say, you know, tracks that we will rock you. We are the champions. There's no they're, subtlety, they're you know. Subtle, no. They're, they're not a subtle band. But, you know, most of the time they got it right with being tasteful, you know. This is just, you know, I hate that. Just shoehorning these wee bits, and it just, that, it really doesn't work for me. It didn't work for me on fun. It didn't work for you guys in fun, and it doesn't. Aye, work that was in the seventies. You know? Aye, that was with the full band there and all that, you know. So, but uh, but overall, I'll be honest, it it doesn't really bother me. It's just, again, I agree with Joe and I agree with Paul. It is pointless. It shouldn't exist, but you know, it does exist. So I'm just trying to kind of listen to it, um, you know, for. Talking about it for what it is actually, you know, an existence kind of thing. But aye, aye. Anyway, all right, lads, let's shift on. Um, so we move on to heaven for everyone. Um, so heaven for everyone, as you know, you guys know, and everyone out there probably knows, it was a cross song, um, and it was on the Shovet album. Um, you know, the American version had Rogers vocals on it. The UK version or Europe, European version, whatever it was, had Freddie's vocals on it. Um, so there are two versions out there. So they, they take a cross song that Freddie sang on and they're, again, <laughs> reworked it and put, put fresh instruments on top of it, put Brian on it. One thing I would say is see the see the the harmonies that Brian and Roger do um, on this album. And, and they don't do a lot, but they do they, when they do it. It's so obvious how much they miss Freddie. It just doesn't even sound particularly nice. And obviously combined, those three voices sounded great. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, (laughs) it just just needed Freddie. I guess he was the glue uh, for the harmonies. So they don't sound, they really don't sound nice to me on this. Um, But anyway, heaven for everyone. Um, Joe, you want to kick things off with this one? I much prefer the cross version. Um, and I actually prefer the one that Roger sings as much as I'm obviously Freddie's a better singer, but I just I, I just like the cross version that, that Roger sings more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've wrote here take the synthesizers off them that like uh, the sparkly uh, uh, things. Uh, uh, yeah, this, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what is what is the, the script between the miracle and this and those t- jingly sparkly keep just these little shitty flourishes? I keep I mean they're terrible, man. They're yep. terrible. Um, so again, just a really predictable, bland backing track. It's exactly what you would do. There's no imagination, yeah. no imagination went into this. I mean, at least, as as bad as as bad as you know what you said that you know Made in Heaven the song was to a degree. At least you can see there was a wee bit of ingenuity there. They tried to cut bits up and, and change yeah. the dynamic, whereas this yeah. is just exactly pretty much the same. All they've did is strip the guys that played on the cross version and put Brian and John on it. So yeah. again, absolutely pointless. The bass is good. I've wrote here, the bass yeah. guitar playing is very good on that's it. What, that's what I've written. The bass Aye. playing is great on bass it. Bass playing, uh, John, yeah. John is the absolute 
um, king of this shitstorm. Like, and, and this yeah. he plays amazing on it because John's yeah. a phenomenal bass player. It'd be, be, be amazing taste in his yeah. playing. Um, so that's all I really have to uh, say about it. I don't hate it. I just, I think it's completely pointless. I, I mean, there was a, there's a better version of it that exists the same way there's a better version yeah. of um, I was born to love you exists oh, at all of them. Yeah, yeah, they've not, they've yeah. not bettered any of these original versions. That's yeah, the number yeah. one problem in this. Mm-hmm. Not bettered them. So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. me. <clears throat> Aye, they're shit at covering their own stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, as you've said it all, Joe. There are two better versions of this. Um, and they, this is pretty pointless. Um, the bass playing's good. Um, definitely, but it just it kind of sounds like a wedding band, yeah. Like yep. You mm-hmm. know, kind of like a, a guy with a keyboard and a guy with a you know, Squire Strat or something, you know, terrible man. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's a great song, but mm, this isn't the best version of it. No, I, I, I think, um. You know, again, if we just take it for what it is, it, it's okay. I, you know, the, the, the synth things, as Joe mentioned, yep, they bug me. Um, you know, I do still prefer Freddie singing it, even on the cross version. I know some people prefer the Roger version. I get that. I understand why. You know, I get the reasons. But, you know, I just prefer Freddie's voice on it. But um, okay, so I guess I really don't have anything to say. Again, it's just back to that, you know, this world could be fed, this world could be won. And mm. back to that same... Naive pish. Exactly. It's like like, don't offer any solutions, just say some vapid shit about the world being kind of like, you know, this way or that way kind of thing, you know. Anyway, so lyrically it's no fantastic, but melodically it's really, really cool. Um it's a cool song. I'm sure when we actually get to you know, talk about uh, the cross albums. I, we'll, we'll we'll talk the, about this in more detail. The cross is probably. a good a good song. It's a yeah. good song. It's just, but why do oh, this? Yeah, exactly. That's why it. Why do this? That's it. Completely not totally right. So. So we'll move on to track number eight, which is Too Much Love Will Kill You. Here's the background to this. So Too Much Love Will Kill You was composed by me, Frank Musker, and Elizabeth Lammers, or Lamers. No idea who they are. Don't really care who they are either, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, so this was recorded sometime between the sessions for A Kind of Magic and The Miracle. So effectively, it would have been The Miracle sessions, let's be honest. Um, they wrote it in the US and Mercury sang on it. Um, however, there were some problems with the companies representing publishing rights for Musker and Lamers, so they could not release the song properly on the Miracle. So this could have been on the Miracle, but you know, legal reasons it wasn't. Um, the song even appears in the original track listing for the Miracle between "I Want It All" and "Invisible Man." So this would have been this would have sat um, and on the album that way. Obviously, we you know before, prior to 1995, we heard this song and we heard Brian May doing it. We heard, we heard Brian May doing it in the Freddie tribute. That was the first time we actually heard it. And um, and then obviously it was on his solo album. So I'm going to kick things off here, if you don't mind, gents. Um, so this is 1995, right? 1995. And I believe just looking at the notes here, they didn't touch this. So this is the same version that we went on the Miracle album. They didn't strip it back and redo it or anything. So 1995, and it goes with that fucking 80s shite piano sound. Yeah, apps, I've got this here. Yeah, terrible, man. Terrible piano sound. I mean, Jesus. Sound. I mean, even in the 80s, that sounded awful, but they had a chance to kind of, like, you know, contemporize it a wee bit and make just yeah. a real fucking piano on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, Wrote that here. Yep. It's absolutely, it's, it's, 
embarrassingly bad. And again, as I think Joe said at the head of the, the, the podcast, the choice of sounds, and this is the one that really grates on me the most. Um, ah, it's terrible. Piano, oh, I can't say it enough, but it's just so lame. Absolutely lame choice of, choice of piano. Freddie is outstanding. Um, he's, he's, you know, he, he's absolutely nailing it. And when he goes for those high notes, he's got the, the you know, he's got the fire and the voice, the grit, you know, and, and it's just everything you, you know about Freddie and the dynamics of his voice, you know, he's using it, to, he's using it really exceptionally well on this. Looking at the lyrics, it's kind of almost like a bit of a save me part two kind of vibe to it, I'd say, you know, when you're yeah, yeah. I did, I remember I had a tape of this, I you know, myself and Joe, and I'm sure Paul did as well, we used to go up to a place in Glasgow called the Barras or the Barrowlands, so it's like a it's like a flea market basically in Glasgow next to the famous Glasgow Barrowland um, venue, and they would have bootleg tapes, you know, of, of gigs and gigs in the Barrowlands and gigs whatever else kind of thing. So we'd we'd go and play pay extortion at prices and get it up the road to find that the quality was absolutely abysmal, yeah. you know, <gasps> <laughs> you know. So but there was one that I found that it was Queen Rare tracks or something like whatever it was. It's was about nineteen ninety three, I think, and it had too much love will kill you, the Freddie version on it. Um, and it was only it was very brief it was only about like a minute long or something but that was the first time I heard Freddie singing this kind of thing um, before I actually found its way onto this album and obviously myself and Joe and we listened to it I can't I think the rest of it was kind of remixes and things like you know the Trent Reznor remix I still go crazy and things like that so it was just right. that was the kind of stuff that was on it Melodically it's really cool I, I do like it melodically um, and again Freddie sings so great on it and Put a normal piano in this, and it gets yeah. elevated like fifty percent. It gives yeah. you know, it, it gives it dynamics. Yeah. To, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah. or even again, just an understated acoustic guitar behind it, or something. You know, something subtle. And again, that's Brian doesn't do subtlety. You know, not not at this point in his career, he doesn't do subtlety, and that's that's the real problem. You know, I've got with Brian in this at this point in time and beyond. Oh, yeah, I, I do like it. Freddie's great. That's it. That's all I've got to really say about it. Yeah, you've you've pretty much covered it all, man. Um, it is what it is. Um, it's Fre- Freddie sings great on it, um, but the instrumentation's crap. Um, so that so the, di- the the whole dynamics of the song um, are on Freddie's shoulders. Whereas you know you put proper instruments in there, take a wee bit of time over it. Um, you can and you know you can put. You can you can lift it a, a, a few degrees, yeah. And uh, I th- you know uh, the, the the version that's on Back to the Light is actually okay, even though it's Brian singing it. But it's all right. No, it's not, mate. <laughs> <laughs> David's um, right, mate. <laughs> well, he could he could just about still sing when he does like that. Fucking carry no, man. No, on, the, on the slow songs, no, the rock songs. No, it sounds like no. he's getting tortured, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, boys, I'm trying to say something nice about this song for fuck's sake. There's lots to say nice about it. Hey, Brian doesn't yeah. sing in this version. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, so we, that's, uh, a nice feel, that's a nice thing to say <laughs> about I'm, it. I'm trying to say something nice about the guy that wrote it. For God's sake, man. Anyway, aye, that's what it is. It's, it's pointless, like everything else in this fucking album, you know. <laughs> aye. See, this is the thing, right? Just before Joe comes in here, I would forgive them this. See if, see if it was mostly like post innuendo stuff, and they threw this in here. Mm. You know, could they make the miracle album? And it's like, well, actually, 
when I fitted fit on innuendo, yeah, but I, so I almost made it. I, I would have probably been like, do you know what? That's 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 fair enough. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. would almost accept that, you know, kind of thing. So, um, so I think the you know for it being on the album is one of the least offensive things, you know, in terms of the reason for it being on there, kind of thing. This song's always kind of messed with me in a, in a way because, like, I. I'm I'm torn between. I mean, there's the obvious. It's thing. torn between the lover and the love oh, you have inside. No, it's like um, I agree that the, the the electric piano is atrocious and it, yeah. it totally. And I think that might partially be one of the things that yeah. messes with me in this song yeah. because it's so unbelievably shit sounding that I just hear the song with that piano sound and it's difficult to hear it any other way. And obviously, yeah, yeah. I know I know it would be improved with a with a real piano, um, but I don't know. It's like it's like I like the verses, but I've never been that into the chorus. Uh, you know, too much love will kill you. I guess that kind of the I'm so sad, and it's like. Ugh. I'm it, feeling about it is the the verse lyrics are quite cool, but the chorus lyrics are aye, it, it, it aye, drops. You know, I mean, aye. melodically, I'm not too bothered about it, but, but lyrically, aye, I, I've no, that's what I mean. The, the melodies are right. It's the, uh, it's the just, lyrics are terrible uh, in the chorus. Uh, like, and I, I mean, in the titles, a bit stupid to be honest. Isn't it? You know what I mean? Will kill you. I, know I mean, what the fuck does it even mean, man? You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> nah, it I know bad. what they're trying to say, but it just aye, work, aye. you know what I mean? It's anyway. It's just. I don't know, man. I can't really say anything else about it. It's hard to actually to have an opinion because the piano is so unbelievably crap. But um, <laughs> but the, what I will say is that you were talking about Freddie's vocals. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but this song really jumped out to me because see if you actually listen to, to me, if I if I'm when I'm listening to him, like, his voice sounds weird in this song, and it's almost like he's he's. I think he's record. He's done to me. It sounds like he's he's vocal. He's done a lot of vocals before he's did this song. His vocals sound quite rough and rough, and I don't mean yeah, rough in yeah, it and they're not yeah. sang well. What I mean is he's got a, a grit, a a a, 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 yeah. a harshness to his voice. Hundred percent. I didn't write it in my notes, Joe, but I was thinking that it was either yesterday, it was earlier today. You know, I, it, it was like it was like it was almost fatigued, slightly sore throat. Fatigued, almost, I, almost. I, I know what you mean. The, you know, like say, yeah. like you, like you guys. I was telling, I'm recording vocals for my for my band's new album, and mm-hmm. you get that after a while. See if you're recording for a long time, your, your voice starts to take on a kind of husky. It's yeah. just because you're wearing your voice down, and that's. But although he sings it great, and he's still hitting the notes, there's a there's a huskiness that makes uh, me yeah. feel that he's, he's either came, he's either had a cold or. Or he sang a lot previously, uh, yeah. previously yeah. actually recorded. Yeah, the, actually yeah the, the most famous example of that is uh, John Lennon singing Twist and Shout in the first Beatles. Ah, his voice is all breaking ah, up. Stuff right. like. His voice is fucked at the end, but it's, uh, you know, got, but it's good. It's got, char- yeah. it's got character. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's the, the one standout for me. And it's like, I can hear a tonality to his voice that's different. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that, like I said before, I think it's either came from he's done a lot of recording beforehand before doing it or he's maybe had like a cold or some some sort of thing that's changed his yeah. tone a wee bit yeah uh, but um i've wrote here john's bass playing is good again, really really good yeah. man bass playing is amazing uh, and again i think there's a lot of 70s john bass playing in this whole record like he's up the neck he's playing on mm-hmm. a lot of lead stuff uh brilliant um but it's pointless it's pointless <laughs> it's totally mm-hmm. pointless man like okay, that. what what would your reason think it's pointless, Joe, just because it wasn't recorded and like after a new end or anything? Or do you my, think... my reason it's pointless is because like why why put it in the Queen record and then Brian puts it oh, back to the light and then put it in this? Yeah, yeah. It's you're just doing a song that's already in the in the pu- yeah. in the public eye or in the public ear, or whatever fucking yeah. way you want to put it. 
It's yeah. just like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are you presenting songs? Some of these songs are like, like fucking the opening track at this point is 25 years old. 15. I mean, oh, no, but I mean, as what you call it? No, sorry, a beautiful 15, day. Sorry, beautiful uh, day. Uh, 15, sorry, uh, not 25. Yeah. But I, although that's good, but you know what I mean? It's like, uh, exactly. I uh, mean, so you're presenting stuff that's, that's you've heard before and, mm-hmm. and done. No, sir, you're not hating these songs in any yeah, way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah. yeah. Then we're on to track nine. You don't fool me. <laughs> I can see some faces here, right? Okay. right so you don't fool me was one of the last tracks recorded for made in heaven may has explained on his website that producer david richards more or less created the framework of the song single-handedly building from bits of lyrics recorded just before freddie's death may has said that before richards work there was no song to speak of however after richards edited and mixed the song um including a bit of harmonies recorded for a winter's tale he presented it to the band May Taylor and Deacon then added their instruments, blah, 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 blah. And the style of the song is reminiscent of their 1992 album, Hot Space. Um, I wouldn't disagree totally with that, I'll be honest. I- I'll kick things off. I think I've got a vibe of what Joe's got. I'm going to bring Joe in pretty much right after. I think I think the drums sound good on this. I think they're really kind of, you know, they're really kind of, the, the kick drum sounds particularly good. And I've, I get the reason why it's been engineered that way, because it's obviously just maybe a pulse and I just... I, and almost a constant kick going on, they give it almost a dancey vibe. Um, and obviously, it was remixed, you know, many times and all that, and put out across Europe, and it was apparently a big hit in the clubs. One thing that surprised me about it is I didn't actually know until a few days ago that this was post innuendo, you know, in terms of vocals. But when I actually listened to it, I went, Oh, it's quite obvious when you actually hear the way Freddie sings, you know. Um, but I just didn't really home in the vocals that much. Um, but it's, it's it's fairly obvious it was recorded at that moment, uh, that time when you hear it. I'll be honest, I, I I used to pretty much have no time for this song, but it's it has started to grow in me a wee bit. Um, the synths again, ugh, they're, they're, aye, they're no great. The solo is really cool. I like the solo. It's almost got the vibe of um, it. Can I remind you a bit like the back chat solo? It's got that kind of same kind of attitude to it. Um, so I do like the solo, but the song itself, overall, I don't really have much to say about. Other than I liked it better, I like it better today than I did yesterday. That's it. That's pretty much it. Joe, you hate it, didn't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start off off by saying that that synth riff, man, makes my ass ache. Uh, ding, 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 ding. It's it's rotten, man. That's sexy. Uh, By the way, that this pales next to body language, man. Like body language is mm-hmm. like I would take body language any day over this, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm getting Bee Gees vibes off this shit, but right. this seems like really pish Bee Gees. You don't fool me. You know, I can picture the sheep. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they all look like sheep. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to take a dig at Freddie here, but the vocals do not sound good in this song. Mm-hmm. They don't sound good. They really don't sound good. And I was like quite shocked at how. And again, I don't know if maybe he was ill that day when they when they recorded this. Now that makes perfect sense because he might have yeah, been yeah, sick yeah. when he did it. But this yeah. this this actually might be his worst vocal performance on tape. Like in the sense of, I think pain is so so close to pleasure as he's worst in the sense that he just sounds bad. Like you're like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think this is. I hate to say it. I think it's badly sang. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. It's for Freddie. It's really. And, and I, I, think, I, and I, I don't yeah. like to. I, I, I dig no, at the I guy because I know no, he's listen. not well and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, I love the guy. Like that. Paul says, Brian's his boy yeah. and queen. Freddie's minds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. Freddie, man, more than anybody. <laughs> but it's like um, the vocals don't sound good on it. And he sounds tired and it almost sounds pained at points. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wrote here that, that the solo is the best thing about it, uh, by far. The solo's yep. great, but it's actually, it's, it's weird because I don't know if you caught on to this, right? You might have caught on to this. There's a bit in it that's exactly the same as Iron Maiden's Stranger in a Strangeland solo. Now, 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 now. It's almost like you listen to, it even sounds like Adrian Smith's from Iron Maiden's guitar tone. Nah. It's thought, it starts off like Floyd, and then it, it totally, go back and listen to it, it's a bit, nah, and it's, I, 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 I keep it again. Keep expecting nah. it to maybe, rip into the, the stream. Maybe the Brian didn't play the solo. Maybe David Richards just stole Agent Smith's solo. Put Hunters are solo bits together. <laughs> just, but yeah, the solo is the best thing about it. I just think this is pointless as fuck. I think the CC coming back to like the, you know, talking about the vocals, um, you know, Freddie's and how, how he sounds basically on it. Yeah. You know, given what we just read there and the fact that there was no song to speak of. How much of this was Freddie just dicking about with Aye, exactly, ah, exactly. You know what I mean? And 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 oh, then really? so he, he wasn't necessarily focused on his singing that much. Absol- you know what I mean? Absolutely. So there was oh. no conviction in it because uh, it, was, it was literally probably just lines of him scatting yeah. for a laugh. And oh, then, I found this. Let's make a song Aye. about you know, that's, it. That's you know, atrocious doing that. Uh, just to fit, just make the album nine so, nine tracks long. Then uh, I put this uh, on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And totally. then you're basically putting something that the guy wouldn't have put on a record himself if he was alive. He'd have been. I don't want that on the record. That sounds like shit. Because yeah. I was just fucking around, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Paul? It's just not, it's n- nothing, really. It's filler, it's just, uh, I, it's not even offensive uh, in any way. Really. No, it's not offensive. It's just, uh, meh, meh, M-E-H, meh. Yeah. All right then. Uh, yeah, don't hate it, but. Nah, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I, can't, uh, I can't even yeah. finish the sentence, man. Anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah. so moving on to track number ten, which is the last track on the <laughs> album, really. Um, before we get into the kind of beautiful day reprise thing. Um, right, Winter's Tale. Let's get a wee uh, background on this one. I think most of us know what the deal is with this one, but let's read it out here. So Winter's Tale is a ballad written and composed by Mercury at his apartment in Montreux, Switzerland. It was the last complete song Mercury composed on his own. The music for Mother Love is by May. Obviously, we know that. So it has been branded as one of the few Christmas songs from the band, along with Thank God It's Christmas. I would contest that, I have to say. Um, Just because it was released at Christmas. I remember they packed, I think it was like snowflakes and the fucking cover Ah, and all that. But there's nothing in this... You know, obviously it's called A Winter's Tale and obviously David Essex has a song called Aye. Aye. It's, like... it's only a winter's <laughs> tale. David Essex one's better than us. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vocals were laid down months before Mercury's death and the band completed the backing track sometime after. Um, anyway, so A Winter's Tale. Um, Joe, start us off with this one. Oh, man. <sighs> like, man... I don't want to put the boot in. Like, you know, it's, this song to me is kind of like, you know, like Delilah, like I was like, give the guy's cat song. 
So like yeah, I'm just exactly like, what I was thinking. So I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't really don't want to put the boot into this man because yeah, yeah, I because yeah, yeah. I fucking love the guy. I yeah. really do, genuinely love the guy. Um, and I understand he was very ill when he recorded it, and his vocals are excellent. His yeah. vocals are absolutely brilliant on this song, man. Amazing, and you can hear he's not well. You can actually yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah. But he still sounds powerful, and he's put he's. The absolute force of will the guy has is, is admirable. I mean, um, where, where the fuck does he find the performance? And Mother aye, Love and this, aye, where does he find aye, the aye, performance? When, uh, when, and the aye, condition exactly. he was in at that time. Aye. You know, I mean, they, there'll never be anybody ever like him. Nah, the best. Um, even when he was dying, he was still the best. Aye, exactly. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to be honest with it. Um, I understand the, the the circumstances and trying to be, you know, write something lighthearted and obviously the times, you know, that surrounding yeah. it were obviously very hard for him. But I'm judging the song for what it is, and the lyrics are terrible. I mean, uh, if yeah. I'm honest, the lyrics are really a little this, a little that. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not very good. I've said here, obviously, Freddie's vocals otherworldly, incredible for a mm. guy who was obviously hadn't long ago. Again, it, it just sounds like something like Disney would. It's, there's like a Disney vibe to this, like like a, an animated scene where everybody's on ice or some shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, the harmonies are good on it. The actual vocal harmonies are pretty the harmonies good. Harmonies are very good, actually. Aye, right? the, vo- the vocal yeah. harmonies are very good. All the vocals are very good in this. Even the instrumentation mm. is okay on this. Can I just jump in on the har- harmonies a wee bit? Um, I don't completely agree with that. There's one bit, I don't know if he's noticed. Um, it's like when the dreams of the world in the palm oh, of no. your hand. See that hand? It's like, oh, it's, like uh, it's like, it sounds aye. like a tune. Aye, I know what you mean. It sounds nice I, at all. It goes all. kind of sharp. I, I get, I, I know aye. what you mean. The wee incidental ones that they're kind of had some backfed. They're cool. There's just one particular bit and it's just, Jesus, man, you should have done a few more takes on that one. I mean, I'll just summarise this song by saying that um, I wish it had a. Do you know something? See if the, if the lyrics had been different, this song would have been probably a very, very good song. But mm. I, I, I just can't get with the lyrics, man. I just can't. Aye. I'm, I'm just an, a horrible, horrible bastard. I think. Like, <laughs> um, uh, well, and, I was, I was thinking that. Right, see when I was writing up my notes for this, right. <laughs> Points I was asking myself that I was like, Am I a horrible bastard? What, what the fuck is wrong with me? Is, is it I'm like, I'm joy in my life? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, I, I, but it's just, um, I great vocals. I love the guy. Um, and I suppose it was nice that they, they, they finished on what would be an original piece of composition, yeah, an aye, actual, aye, aye. 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 yeah, yeah, formed. Song, right? I, I feel like I'm sorry. Yeah. The lyrics are just not my cup of tea, right? Yeah, I, I don't have too much to add in for what Joe said, so I'll just throw my wee bits in before we bring Paul in. Then, but um, obviously, as his love letter to Montreux, you know, I mean, a place that he found completely boring when he was at his Munich days and all that, you know, he's like, you know, it's quiet, it's, there's nothing happening, but obviously, in his later life, you know, and he's kind of dying years you know he's a bit more reflective and I'm just wanting peace and quiet and, and beautiful surroundings kind of thing so yeah, you know that's also what he's trying to convey in the song but I do agree this, the lyrics are on the yeah, nose too much uh, and they're just they're just a bit kind of but I think see, to be honest I think I mean even even a, even a fit and fighting Freddie to be honest um, you know by, a, by this point he was 
Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not a lyricist and he can admit um, it to himself. I just wish other people write my lyrics, you know. I'm no, you know, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, in the 70s, there was probably more care and attention taken towards what he wrote. And again, there's a guy on borrowed time here and, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's probably just putting down his initial feelings and no really had the energy or the the desire even maybe to, to look over them again and, you know, fix them maybe up. Maybe just bit, being so. very pure because at that point, if you're dealing with that situation, yeah. like everything becomes so much, I would imagine it becomes so much just clearer. Yeah, so you yeah, just you're right. just seeing what you see, and that's this what is what I, this is what I feel. I'm not going to cloak it in any way. Aye, he's not trying to be fucking. He's not trying to be witty or. Aye. anything. you know, he's just basically yeah. you know he's he's happy. Obviously, when he's I'd imagine he's been happy with where he's living and making him feel good. So I mean, in that yeah. I give it to him. Do you know what I mean? Aye, I mean that's a, I think um, like actually I love Freddie's performance, mm-hmm. which you talked about. I mean that bit when he goes when it's when the music stops, he goes it's all. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, you know, that. it's just my, you know, wow. But, um, amazing vocals, man. Uh, the last thing I was just going to say, and it's similar to what you said, Joe, this song is kind of beyond criticism. It's just, you know, it, it kind of <laughs> is. And you can't really <laughs> criticise a song. It is just, it's the same as Joe said. I was, I was thinking exactly the same thing about the Delilah situation. It is, it's just Freddie's, Freddie's final composition and, you know, um, lyrically anyway, you know. Um, on musically as well, actually, as we just read. So, I um, it's pleasant enough, I think. Ultimately, aye, day, yeah. you know, it's not terrible or anything like that. No, no, aye, it's a, it's a nice wee song. Um, it's not groundbreaking in any way, it's not, you know, um, aye. particularly offensive or you know, amazing or anything like that. Um, it's uh, the the vocals are great, obviously, um, and the harmonies are are really you know that, uh, yeah, I like that, the harmonies that dreaming, but dreaming, uh, it's nice, uh, it's really lovely, um, uh, and uh, yes, yeah, as, as you say, David, you can't, you know, uh, the it's the man's last song, you can't really um, take a, a dump on it, and. I, I don't I don't think the song merits taking a dump on it anyway. No, it's not it's that bad. Not, it's not either. it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, and it's certainly not the worst thing in this album. Um No, so, is it no is it but... um and you know, is it better than Thank God it's Christmas? Aye, aye absolutely, aye. <laughs> so, aye, 100%. So, so there you are. It's it's Queen's best Christmas song. There you are. Aye. Even though it's not a Christmas song. But, aye. Seriously, it's better than eighty percent of the miracle. Aye. Aye. <laughs> let's just we'll get, get some fucking heart. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you know, can I just say one last thing about this? This this um this shouldn't have been the last song in the album. Mother Love should have been the last song in the album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the logical end to this Aye. album, even with yeah. the whole callback to his past and yeah, yeah. That would yeah. have been the, uh, that would have almost almost kind of changed the dynamics slightly of the album. Slightly man. changed the dynamics, even yeah, in yeah. even in a sense of just being a wee bit clever, not even clever, just classier about it. And I'm not saying by ending it on this, it's not classy, but this it just makes more sense if you get two two originals. This should have this should have been earlier on in the album. And well, there was lots of ways they could have they could have done it better. You know, if they were doing it, if the, if the the idea was to do an album about Freddie. Then how about getting guest singers in and all that? And I don't know. George, well, get George Michael well, to do it. Well, let's let's, and, let's, let's, you know? don't, let's not say any more about that because I want to kind of sort of touch upon that when we actually right, wrap, sorry, wrap the album sorry. up. So we'll come back to that um, if you don't mind. 
Um, so I okay, so we finish off with it's a beautiful day again, the reprise. So it's the same vocal that we hear again that we hear at the start. Um, but except it goes into that kind of rock version. Um, you know, with you know Brian doing a wee bit of kind of um Eastern flavoured kind of soloing on at the end of it and stuff, you know. So um and then you've got that bit of seven C's a rye in it again. Just what's the mm-hmm. point, man? It's just yeah. stupid. Ah, stop with it. It's not clever, it's not clever, it's just Sounds okay, anyway, right, whatever. Um, uh, he's really not weighed in any more on this one, or anything you want to say about it? Nah, I'm, I'm done with this. It's uh, rock, rocking it up. It's, uh, uh, I mean, it's all right. I think the bit with the drums and guitar comes in, in fairness. I think it's okay, you know, I think it's all right, you know. Some of the stuff Brian's doing is all right, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's essentially the same song as the start, you know, except with that drum and guitar bit at the end. Obviously, I've got yeah, um, oh, that's pointless, man. I know, I know. <laughs> that and is then, pointless. And then you've got that long 20 minute thing, which oh, is actually all right. I, I thought what? it was just, aye, it's just, it's just a bit of ambient noise. And I thought it just for what it was, aye, that's aye, ambient noise. It's the, that's nothing, aye, it's pretty pointless, I have to say, aye. but I, I didn't what? mind it. It was just like, ah, okay, whatever. You know, so, um, but um, I'm not going to review that. I don't think there's any fucking point in reviewing basically a noise for 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> so, um, so that is, that is made in heaven, folks. You wanted that, you got it. Yeah, you so, got it. um, you wanted and, uh, the worst, you got it. <laughs> that's it. So, um, so just to, just to wrap things up, I don't think there's any point in us going back over what our feelings for the album. I think it's pretty apparent what we what we all feel about it. For us, the album shouldn't exist, really, um, to be honest. Um, but having said that, when we're saying this album shouldn't exist, Paul, since you started things off here, I've got to come to you first. What could they have done with this material? How could this have been presented? Because like us as Queen fans and the Queen fans out there, would have wanted to have heard this. If this was just locked away in a vault and Brian and Roger did nothing with it, we'd be like, come on, we want to hear these tracks. You know, even just from a curiosity point of view, at the very least, what could they have done? So you have essentially, I mean, probably if you take You Don't Fool Me out, which was just assembled kind of you know lines here mm-hmm. and there, or you include it, whatever you want to do. So you either get two or three tracks, that is it. What do you do with them? How do you get them out to the, 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 the you know the Queen fans out there? What would you, you have done? You put them out as individual singles or you put them out as an EP. I, That's I agree 100%. Yep. There's no other way to do it. Yep. Yep. Double, double A side way, Winter's Tale and Mother Love. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. That's it. And, and, and if, you, if the desire is still there to you know redo backing tracks, then take Freddie out and get guest vocalists in. Get George Michael to do, you know, whatever. I was born to love you or something like that and change it up a little bit, make it slightly different than just redoing the same, you know, stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, uh, I think, um, I um, I mean, Joe, I think Joe's pretty much in agreement with you there, you know, just put them out singles and, and an EP. What I would say, in fairness to them, to the band, you know, the rest of the remaining members, is there probably was pressure from certainly Hollywood Records. Yeah, because yeah, they signed that you, deal. You signed yeah. a deal, you're going yeah. to love, deliver as an album. So I do feel there probably was a bit of pressure on them to actually deliver a full full length album. Yeah. Um, but um, but again, it's back to that being honest about it. Like, let's be honest, we didn't have enough material 
<laughs> we signed a deal and I didn't want to lose like five million off the, the deal, so we, we put this we lied, you right? know, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I don't care how crass that sounds, it's a bloody truth, you know. The history of rock roll is littered with these albums. It's just like aye. I would just fire out any old shit. You know, aye, to, just to, 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 to finish up contract. the deal. Kiss on about fucking ten albums like that. Yeah. <laughs> like metal machine music by you know what's his face? I pre- and pretentious uh, arsehole. Oh yes, no, like pop, yeah, I yeah, never pretentious arsehole. Deal strokers like the, the what, what, a, what a masterful piece of work it was like. The lady done that to take the piss. Aye, 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 aye exactly, yeah. exactly. That's it. The record. Oh, you want a, you want a new album record company here? What's noise for? I know. Uh, so 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 what I would say is like I thought about it as well, and I and I thought, do you know what? Even if they, even if they pull out another collection. Queen Aye. collection and put the songs in the end. I'd have still have bought it, and I would have thought, you know what? I know I've got all these tracks before, yeah, but I'm not gonna get offended. <laughs> yeah. You know the way we can I get offended with you know this, <laughs> you know. So I would have been okay with that. You know the best of Queen with the new stuff in the end or an extra Aye. disc or whatever, yeah. whatever how you want to present it. Um, like, yeah, like like I bought a pointless Aussie collection just to get a bears and a war pigs that I never heard before. <laughs> well, there you are. Aye, so. you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, so do, do you think? Um, I mean, how would you compare this to to what the Beatles did? Uh, was it nineteen ninety four when they did Freeze a Bird? Freeze a Bird in real love. because uh, they were bringing it the anthology at that time, and they yeah. put that on the anthology. Aye. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I, I mean, I, there, there are people that don't like those tracks, but I. I I, I love them. I thought he, I thought he did a really good job um, on them, uh, particularly on Freezer Bird. Um, George Harrison's slide guitar is just fucking pfft, amazing, mm. um, and uh, it was a, it was kind of a good idea to do it because at the time the, there was a resurgence. A lot of young people, you know, because of the Britpop thing and all that as well. That was starting up. Yeah. Um, a lot of bands were mentioning the Beatles again, all of these upcoming indie bands like Suede and all that, you know. Um, so it kind of made sense to to do it. And was that a cash in? Ah, of course it was. But that's that, that's the music business, rock and roll. And that yeah. and the Beatles are as far as grabbing cash, the Beatles are fucking masters at it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, but you get. You know, you get where you, you know, sometimes you get something good out of it. And aye. for me, th- those were good songs, man. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think uh, it's just the way this has been delivered and presented to us. It's just, uh, it's, it's again, I, I just don't like this, this kind of lies, you know, this, this kind of lies, these kind of lies that effectively we are getting told about how this album is and how it's assembled and the reason for its existence and all that. I just still grates on me to this day. So, anyway. Yeah. But I thought, you know, just kind of see what you guys thought about well, how it could have been presented, you know. Well, I've got another another theory that would maybe have been more in line with traditional Queen, although it, it still wouldn't have made it a full-length record, but if you wanted to expand in the EP idea, then why didn't they just do what they did when, you know, for all their career and Roger would write a song and he would sing on it, Brian would write a song, he would sing on it mm-hmm. and mix it with the Freddie ones that they had and release uh, it as a five, six yeah. song EP. And then it's and then it's at least new songs and it keeps it in the traditional format. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. that I could have maybe a goat behind that. Even if I didn't like the songs that Roger and Brian done, at least they would be keeping with what they always did. Yeah, yeah. Writing new music, basically. Yeah, uh, writing new music yeah, and corporate because they did that. You know, Brian sang those songs. Sometimes Freddie didn't play on play on any of Brian's songs and vice versa. Brian yeah, didn't play yep. on any Roger's songs, so there was no difference. They could have uh, done that and it would have kept it, but they didn't do that. They were lazy, and all they did was just delve into. Yeah back catalogues and rehash songs that either weren't worthy of being rehashed in the first place because they weren't good songs to start with or took very, very good songs, most of which were Freddie's solo songs, and took the life completely out of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the reason we know why they did made the choice that they made was because they were looking at sales. That's, you know, they, yeah. Wanted, yeah. they wanted the cash. Like you said, they might, they might have been under, under, under pressure. <laughs> they, they might have been under pressure from... Aye from the record company because they yeah. did just recently sign that deal before Freddie uh, died so yeah. there definitely would have been some sort of conversation of you owe us because we've paid yeah, you absolutely. X amount of money yeah, that's yeah. how it works go and find material but, and get it out there kind of but yeah. that doesn't like I said if they were if they were to deliver 10 songs why didn't they just use the ones and then write Brian and Roger share the songs between them new songs ri- ri- written yeah. as, a, as a unit and John as well of course aye. John, maybe, John, maybe, aye. maybe Brian or you know, Roger sings them you know, sings but, them or yeah. something that would have been that to me yeah. would have been a real Queen album even if it hadn't been good it would have still been a real Queen album to me but this isn't a real Queen album because it's not new material so yeah um, so it's Brian's favourite Queen album. There you go. Ah, yeah, I saw that. Aye. Oh, fuck off, yeah. you dick. Yep. <sighs> because of the unique way it was put together. Andy Cash, probably aye. got from it. Uh, probably because he didn't have Freddie arguing with him. Uh, right, okay, okay, I suppose we better wrap things up here. So that um, that's the Maiden Heaven pod. And uh, you wanted it, you got it. Goodbye, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you.